0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are on.
1: Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this
2: is... Today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to god I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Troy is here.
1: Hey, I call them like I see something. Alright.
0: And
1: Taz is here. I mean Sal is here.
0: look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I'll work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. And you're working it and I'm loving it.
1: Welcome to the the rundown wrestling podcast, an intentionally offensive wrestling podcast. And as has been tradition lately, we are starting the show with some downer news. Uh, Because right before we went on the air live, we heard that 2005 Diva Search winner Ashley Massaro passed away at her home. She was 39. Now, as of right now. No cause of death has been given. It has been listed as a non-criminal uh, death, which means that nobody killed her, or nobody caused her death, it appears. And we know that Ashley did have some demons uh, for a while. She's, you know, had had some drug issues and things like that. Uh, but from what we have seen so far, it sounds as if it was most likely um, either a heart attack or some kind of, um, you know, internal failure. Uh, they, the police got a call for an unconscious woman. Tried to do CPR on her, and she did pass away uh, at the hospital. Uh, so of course Ashley Masaro, you know, was was right around our area of time when we were growing up. Um, I know for me that would put me at about 20. So obviously, you know, I remember Ashley. Um, people had certain things to say about her. She was sort of that still. The pretty face that the WWE would put into their women's division uh, wasn't that great of a worker, but um, did last with the company for a little bit of time. So, uh, Jason, your thoughts on Ashley?
2: Um, I was always a fan uh, for obvious reasons. Um, Playboy, Girl. you didn't mention that. She did do a um, big, extensive spread for them. Um, obviously, you mentioned Demons. Uh, not really a secret. She was... There was a time where she was wrapped up in an escort scandal after her release, um, amongst other things and problems. Uh, obviously, most probably notably known for managing Kendrick and London when they were the tag team champions. Uh, that was probably her most significant role with the company. I think she didn't she get a title shot at WrestleMania or something she at did. one point. She did. I covered uh, it. Yeah, um, but I obviously the news is sad but it's made worse by sort of some of the the things that have happened since like i don't know if you guys saw just a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago maybe a couple months ago i don't know um where somebody went on twitter created a fake stephanie mcmahon account and then tweeted at ashley that they wanted her to come back for a special edition of raw and she got all excited on twitter and and then obviously it was fucking with her and it's like her fucking awful yeah and it's just sort of like people she she was clearly haunted by demons um, but she was also very um, she was treated very poorly by a lot of people and uh, you know obviously hopefully she can find whatever piece she didn't find here wherever she is
1: so
0: yeah I was always a fan um, I thought she had a great look I thought the little punk rockerness of it was a little bit different than everything we saw at that point in time. Um, As far as her in-ring, I mean, I think she was as good as what they trained her. They they took a model in a diva search contest, you know? Um, But I thought at one point she was a little bit over, and like I said, I enjoyed seeing her on TV. I think it just sucks when you hear about stuff like this, it's just... Yeah, sometimes this business can eat trouble a life, and we've seen it a lot—maybe too often lately. Yeah. So a, uh, a
1: fond farewell, and uh, you know, I uh, hope you rest in peace, Ashley. So we're going to uh, to move on to some better and brighter things, uh, and we do that by for the last week for a while talking about chicks. And this week was our final of the rundown hottest WWE female talent tournament. Of course, it was Peyton Royce versus Alexa Bliss. And I just want to take a second to thank everybody. Uh, These past couple of months have been phenomenal. Um, This tournament, had a grand total of 28,100 votes. That's amazing, and we can't thank you guys enough. Um, This week, uh, we wound up having a total of 1,325 votes to decide the champion. Uh, So, Jason.
2: Yes? Who
1: is hottest? Mandy Rose. So. <laughs> what you meant in the tournament or yes. just? I, I thought you meant in general. No, no, talking about who who you picked to win the tournament.
2: Of the what? Well, picked Mandy Rose to win, but I was clearly wrong. You mean of the final two? Yes. Okay, of the final two. Uh, I mean, I I said it on. Uh, revisited last night. I'll reiterate it again. Uh, I know it's probably the minority opinion here, but I went with Peyton Royce. I think uh, since she redid her hair. Uh, our hottest quotient's gone way up and then factor that in with the accent and I'm all in. Sal?
0: I agree with everything Jason just said, but there's something there's a reason they call her the goddess. I went with Alexa Bliss. Alright. I also went with Alexa Bliss. Um,
1: So, With 822 votes to 503 votes. Oof. 62% of the votes and the winner of the inaugural Hottest Female Talent Tournament,
0: Alexa Bliss. Amazing. That's right.
1: Now, let's take a second to talk about the top 10 vote-getters. All right. This is in just their single matchups. Uh... Round four, Alexa Bliss with 1,275. Round five, Alexa Bliss with 1,246. That's right, she has the top two spots. Wow. Wow. Round four, Paige with 1,127. Round four, Liv Morgan, 1,079. Round three, Liv Morgan, 1,004. So fourth and fifth spot for her. Uh, Round three, Paige with 929. Round three, Alexa Bliss, 863. Round six, Alexa Bliss, 822. Round four in a losing effort, Zelina Vega, eight hundred and seventeen, and the tenth highest vote getter, Round three, Tony Storm, seven hundred and fifty-six. So, very diverse group of people with those vote totals. Um, Peyton was right under that then, with a, with a bunch of hers. Um, so again, like I said, twenty-eight thousand votes in the, in in the grand total of of the tournament is awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> That's amazing. We know who wasn't paying attention a second ago. Uh, so thank you again <clears throat> to everybody who took the time to go to Wrestling.com and vote. Um, if you are much like our uh, former boss, Adam, you might be interested in the next tournament that we have. <laughs> <serving>. <laughs> <laughs> or any of our wives. Or any other wives, yep. Uh, because right now, you can go to RundonWrestling.com and vote on the hottest male WWE talent tournament. Because we are uh, equal
2: opportunity here on The Rundown.
1: We are, definitely. Um, we decided to do this one a little bit differently. Um, instead of doing these single matchups sparsed out throughout the week, uh, we are doing one post. Um, that, like that said, you can go to rundownwrestling.com, and it will have uh, eight different matchups, as well as a nice little slideshow of the matchups so you can see the guys head-to-head. So if you... Are curious about the bracket or are curious about who our wives would pick, you can go <laughs> ahead and listen to Ladies Night, which just dropped uh, this Monday. Um, I was the host of it, did not give my opinions on any of these uh, ones for obvious reasons, because I'll be here every week, so I'll be telling you exactly what I feel anyways. Um, and uh, I, I was joined by my wife, uh, Jason's wife, and Ginger's wife. Uh, wound up being one of the one of the most fun shows I've ever done uh, that I've ever hosted, and uh, can't say enough about how great it was and why you should go to com, Check that out, listen to it, uh, and then go ahead and, and and vote. Even you know this this isn't even about um, your sexual preference. You can just enjoy. You can you can objectively look at two dudes and think one is hotter than the other one. So please vote. Um, please, vote.
2: <laughs> and uh, you know. Like I said, we're doing this because we want to make sure we're being inclusive, and uh, we are going back to hot chicks later, so don't don't yeah. worry. That's that we're we're coming back to that, no doubt. Right. Um. But I can't stress enough and, and reiterate what Troy said. Go check out the Ladies Night podcast. It was fucking fantastic. Absolutely. I put I put it over on the rundown on the uh, NXT Revisited last night. I'll do it again. Uh, Troy's wife steals the show, hands down. Um. But yeah, no, it was tremendous. I was I was fortunate enough to see the live show, which was fantastic, uh, and it's even better in audio formats. For
1: sure. Uh, so our first set of matches, our first eight. You
2: matches. get to you, you get if you listen to the ladies' night thing, you'll actually get to see the hear the exact moment that my wife first sees Xavier Woods' penis. That's true. And it's it's very her re, her genuine reaction. So, mm-hmm. so our first matchups. <laughs> So now, this oh, one. let me just before we get through that, just real quick, uh, to catch up on the side. Uh, John said he voted for Peyton, even though she knocked out Liv. Uh, also said that he loves that we put the Usos against each other, <laughs> particularly <laughs> given <laughs> that he couldn't definitively say which is which. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I told you that gimmick would get over. It is. It, it is. It, it, <laughs> it did get over.
1: Well. Yeah. So this one here. Um, the the male rundown hosts here proceeded to to vote on who they felt um, was was the hottest, and we seated the the roundups based on that. Uh, the only thing that we switched was to make sure that the USOs could be together, but that was just more for, <laughs> more for the for the uh, lulls. Uh, but yeah, so uh, obviously these first couple of matchups is going to be a couple of people that uh, are going to be foregone conclusions, but a couple of them are going to be a little bit more difficult. So. Uh, Roman Reigns vs. Samoa Joe, uh, Jay Uso vs. Jimmy Uso, uh, Tony Nese vs. Aria Divari, which is very funny if you think about it, it just that wound up happening that way, uh, John Cena vs. Rey Mysterio, Xavier Woods vs. Primo Colon, Cedric Alexander vs. Bobby Lashley, Bobby Roode vs. Big E, uh, I'm going with Bobby Roode not Robert Roode at this point because this is when I made the tournament. And Tyler Breeze versus Kevin Owens. Those are your first eight matchups. Go over to RunOnWrestling.com right now, vote on there, and uh, um, we will have the winners next week, as well as our next eight matchups after that. Um, so, let's go ahead and get right into a little thing we like to call the perfect ten. That way, we don't have to edit it in.
0: All right. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking guy got really. Uh... They ain't with the company anymore, anyway,
2: so. That's true. And mm-hmm. his fiance lost the Hottest Woman tournament, too. That's
1: He's... true.
0: Although they're getting married in August, I guess.
1: Well, oh, good for him. Uh, so, <laughs> Nicole Cross would like to personally invite you to participate in an event.
0: Play with Nikki! <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> so, Nikki Cross magically showed up on Raw and. At first, we got a backstage segment between her and Alexa, where Alexa sort of plays her. Um, you know, Nikki says, I've been here for three weeks and nobody noticed, which I thought was a nice nice little dig. Um, because she hasn't been. She wasn't assigned to a brand after the brand right. split and just wound up showing up. Uh, so Alexa says that uh, her gear is not there, so she can't wrestle. Dean Ambrose wrestled in jeans and a t-shirt. I don't know what gear you really need to wrestle, but...
2: Well, I mean, she had that whole shoe malfunction against Naomi a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah. she can't even wrestle
1: in shoes that aren't hers. Right. And later we found out she can't wrestle in a ladder match either, so... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Nikki Cross was put into the Fatal 4-Way at the end of the night. Um, Nikki, being a much more subdued, calm Nikki Cross during her promo, proceeded to be the exact same wrestler she's always been, which isn't a bad thing, we, we love Nikki Cross, but you couldn't change your wrestling style a little bit to match kind of your new it, character developments?
2: See, to me it wasn't the wrestling style. is that she came out and the character was the same, just yeah. all, a little more dolled up. She was still at the same gear, same music, same sort of crazy entrance. Yeah. Um, it was like they just took crazy Nikki Cross, put some makeup on her, and said, now you're someone different. Right. And there was nothing... Different about her, except she had a little glam session.
1: Yeah, and she and she talked a little bit more calm when she was backstage. Yeah, that was about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but this wouldn't be the, the end of it because we found out that Alexa Bliss is not cleared to wrestle at, at Money in the Bank, and Nikki Cross will be taking her place. Um, so what? To, Just what's... weird.
2: I mean, am I the only one that finds that really fucking strange? Like, why? Alexa's been cleared. She's been wrestling. Mm-hmm. Right. All of a sudden now, she I mean, I guess maybe you could sit there and say that you're a little nervous of putting her because of her concussion issue recently into a ladder match, but she was in it last year, and if you had that concern, why the fuck did you put her in it
1: in the first place? Yeah, I think I, I do have some questions on how severe of an injury it is because, like you said, I mean, she wrestled the dark match. Um, you know, when she wrestled at at the house shows and stuff like that, she this is mm-hmm. the first we heard that she was injured. So, um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, we haven't. Consistently... She wrestled a dark match on Raw this week, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. When she was removed from the match, Nicki yeah. Nikki, Crow, you know, Nikki put into it. So, and then they had
2: her climb the ladder after Nikki Cry. Like, so yeah. you've got to think at that point the plan was for her to still be in the match because they made a point of having her go up and get the briefcase. <sighs>
0: I think. I mean, unless this turns into an angle where Nikki tries to hand the briefcase to Alexa after winning it, I I don't know. It's very weird, because if they saw anything that they didn't like medically, why wouldn't they just do a gimmick to have her lose her opportunity on Raw? Right. You know? So it is, it is strange. It almost does feel like some type of a storyline device, but I don't know. We, uh, there's no reason... Like like you said, she's been wrestling, so I don't know why all of a sudden she would not be cleared for the match. Yeah,
1: and and that's the word that WWE is giving us is that she's not cleared, obviously. Um, right.
0: So take
1: that for what it is, and and yeah, it, it definitely it strikes for like they had a plan and then they changed the plan, and they can't they can't think of a, of a better way to do this. So instead, they have somebody who didn't mention that she was hurt and we didn't do anything on TV to make her get hurt, then suddenly she's just not medically cleared. So it would have made more sense if, if she would have been jumped after, you know, the because then you could be like, oh, the attack that, you know, it brutalized her. Or, you know, if you had Johnny Gargano come after her and attack her, you know, that <laughs> that works too. But at least do something other than just like, oh, nope, she's hurt.
0: By the way, this whole thing with Nikki and... and... We're going to get into some things later on about uh, who's writing this shit, but I'm almost wondering if they filmed that pre-tape and then they saw it and they were like, no, nah, nah, just, just do what you'd normally do because that was just not good. Which I didn't think it was bad, but there was no signs of anything in her match that she was a different no, yeah, persona or the, character or anything.
2: Even in the pre-tape, she was still wearing her old gear, yeah. so I mean... right. Uh, John says that uh, he's pumped that Nikki's going to be in the Money in the Bank match, and he thinks that they'll sprinkle some of the crazy back in
1: gradually. And you know, yeah. I can see that who knows. it yeah. yeah, could be. All right. Um, so we found out. Unless you guys have anything else to say about that topic.
2: No, I think the, the perfect ten this week is sort of an appetizer because I think this is one of those cases where much like a pay-per-view, we're all just waiting until we get to this main event because we
0: got a lot to unwrap. Well, there. well, there's a couple of things in the perfect ten that we will be
1: enjoying talking about, but uh, go go ahead. All right, so just deserts the uh, Saudi Arabia show. Uh, just deserts. God, see. <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, see it sounds good. Uh, got some matches booked for it. Uh, we found out that The Undertaker will face off against Goldberg. We found out Triple H will face off against Randy Orton. What would you rather have, Sal? You you what would you, because last year I specifically remember you being upset that they put um, Taker yeah, against Rusev? Yeah, and, and Barrett a young talent. So so would you rather have him face off against a young talent, or would you rather have him face off against an old guy and have it be a match that doesn't matter? Can he just retire? That's it again. <laughs> he can retire anytime he wants. He doesn't have to work anymore.
0: I just, uh, the past few times I've seen him work, it doesn't really work. So. Right.
1: We also found out there will be a 30 man battle royale. I'm not sure if it is a Royal Rumble or if it's just a throw 30 fucking dudes in there. Um, and then, like I said, Triple H versus Randy Orton, because that's what everyone's clamoring for. Um, so, obviously, we know what Just Deserts is it's, it's a way to appease the guys that behead gay people. Um as opposed to the guys that just take away rights to gay people in the market here. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so... um, Is there anything at all that's... of those three matches that makes you want to watch this?
2: Nope. I mean, if it was Taker and Goldberg ten years ago, maybe. Right. But, I mean, we've seen what Taker is now. I mean, Goldberg was still what he was but i mean he's still you're still talking about two three minute matches it's not like they're gonna like uh, you can get all hyped up for the names but you know what you're gonna get in ring and it's not gonna deliver so
1: right eh. and you know triple h and randy orton i mean if there was maybe more more story to it right but I mean, again, I know that there's a lot of built-in story there to it, but we're not going to, we're probably not going to get very much built to this on TV, because I no. Triple H is going to be showing up every week. Um, and, you, you know, my. I
2: thing. mean, in all seriousness, they named it the Super Showdown. They gave it the same fucking name as the show they did in Australia a couple yeah. months ago. So it's not even like Super Showdown 2. It's just like it's the mm-hmm. same fucking
1: show. Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll get uh, some other guys. I'm sure what they're working on right now is a lot of the... I think this year is going to be the year that a lot more of the talent say no. Yeah. Um, because, obviously, last year we had Daniel Bryan and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn wouldn't have been allowed in there anyways. Um, right. But, uh, obviously, Daniel Bryan was the big one who said, I'm not going to it. Was it Cena, too? Cena did it yeah. as well, right? Yeah, Matt, Cena pulled runs, out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So now, he was actually He was, booked, he was scheduled and then... Yeah, so I think this year we're definitely going to see a lot more of them be much more vocal because of the backstage environment as it is right now. I know a lot of them had kind of said secretly that they weren't happy about having to, to fly over to Saudi Arabia and work in that country. And yeah, I think a lot more of them now are, are to the point where they're just like, fuck it, I'm putting my foot down, I'm not going to work the event. So that's why we've only been booked the matches that we know people are actually going to show up. And one of the matches, we know there's 30 people, but we don't know those 30 people. So... is that 50 people? uh, It was 30 is what I read. 50
2: people Uh, was the
0: the greatest Royal Rumble.
2: I heard this has a 51, 50-minute. It might be.
0: The problem is, how are you going to fit 50-minute in a ring to start a Battle Royal? Well, it depends on if they're doing a Royal Rumble-style Battle
1: Royal or if they're doing a all in the ring yeah. at the same time. Royal Rumble. And I they could probably Rumble. do it about
2: Royal Rumble style yeah. and
1: I just don't want to say Royal Rumble. Right. Probably. Because right. would... then
0: Braun has to de- uh, defend his big green belt. <laughs> do you think he can find it? No, he probably left it there. He probably wasn't allowed to leave with probably. it. That would be fantastic
2: if
1: they had a match for that belt, though. Wouldn't it be? Just out of the blue? Like on a, like on a random SmackDown or just or back on Justice? No, I, it can only be defended in Saudi Arabia. Only in the
2: fa- okay, all right. Fair enough. Like we weren't going to hold this show, guys, but he has to defend that title once a year, or else they strip him of it. Yeah, I mean. And, and they dismember him and chop him up into tiny
0: little pieces. And... Right. Yeah. It's funny they're doing Randy and Triple H though, because um, I'm a little bit surprised it's not just Brock and Triple H. <laughs> he's like, I figured okay. they were going to go with that, but I don't. You know what? It would it shock you if Brock's like, "I'm not fucking going over there again, dude."
1: He's, all, he's uh, already, he's already been him. paid. <clears throat> He's already been He's, paid. He's going to be on. They just haven't announced his matchup yet.
0: Yeah. So,
1: but I I assume that they're not doing that because Triple H would probably want to win. Mm. So <laughs> I assume he'll probably do
2: a rematch with Seth Rollins.
1: Most likely.
2: Uh, John says nothing on the show matters, so he shrugs. I feel the same
0: way. Yeah, I mean, it's true.
1: It, it would be a little bit different if this w- was canon, but it's not really canon. I mean, uh, exactly. We well, didn't...
0: there's no stakes either. I mean, even. last time they went there they did the best in the world tournament which turned into a joke so
1: well and like i mean uh beast with the yeast infection was kind of the same thing where you know nothing nothing of of purpose happened on the show and they didn't even mention it afterwards
0: you know so well, Finn gonna... Balor won the title of Beast in the East. He beat Kevin Owens for it. Oh, The yeah, NXT that's right. Champions yep. for Championship. The yeah. NXT Championship. Yep.
1: Right. <clears throat> but for the main roster, so nothing
0: happened in the main roster. So. No, I think the New Day got beat up by Brock, actually, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah,
2: probably. Uh, and uh, uh, let's not forget, Buddy Murphy won the. Cruiserweight title at the Super Showdown in Australia. Well, yeah. it was it's his, his home.
0: His, he was back in Melbourne in front of his like, you know, hometown, so I get right. that. And that was great. And that was a great moment for him. I'd never actually watched it, but I saw clips.
2: Do you think they'll send mm-hmm. the Davari brothers back to
1: Saudi Arabia this year? Oh, Arabia. my God.
0: Remember that? Jesus
1: Christ. Well, depending on what happens in Money the Bank here, one of them might have a championship belt, so. That's
0: the point.
1: But let's go ahead and move on. Uh, speaking of Braun. Uh, Braun Strowman was put into a match uh, against Sami Zayn, and if Sami beat him, Braun would be removed from Money in the Bank and be replaced by Sami Zayn. Uh, So Sami wound up getting a shit ton of help in this. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin both came out, assisted in the beatdown. It took them far more than it should have. Uh, before for Sammy finally pins Braun Strowman, eliminates him from Money in the Bank, and Sami Zayn is now in Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, I, for one, obviously am happy about this because, I didn't, as as I mentioned last week, I didn't like past winners being in it anyways. Um, so here we eliminate somebody who's a past winner. Uh, and I didn't really care for Braun Strowman being in it either because he he's not going to be able to do a lot of those moves that need to be done for it to be a really good show you know braun is a a, a slower kind of you know a big-ass fucking superstar and to me that always kind of kind of drags down when the match is supposed to be really fast-paced and really kind of hard-hitting and shit like that but uh, um, jason what's your opinion on sammy replacing braun
2: uh for one of the few times in this week or the last few weeks where the show is i'm going to say something uh and say that I fucking loved this um, for a lot of reasons. A lot, of, some of which you pointed out. I wasn't a fan of Braun being in this in the first place, um, but there was a lot of other stuff I liked about this too. I like that Sammy got a win back on Braun because that's not something Braun hasn't been pinned very often, even with you know fuckery. Um, so it is sort of a big show of trust of Sami Zayn that they did have him get that win. Uh, I love the fact that Sammy's in this match. He should be. He deserves to be. Uh, and I think his new character will play really well as a potential winner of this match. I think it adds another person I can see as a potential winner to this match, so I like that part of it. Um, I loved the involvement of the other people because it made sense that they would want Braun Strowman out of the match in Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre, so it was logical. Um, and I loved that they, it was a false count anywhere match and they actually went outside of the ringside area, which is not always something they do in those false count anywhere matches. Um, so I was a big fan of this all the way around.
0: All right. Right on so. so there's two sides to this because, um, I thought they did a great job with Sammy this week and it, it all made sense to Jason's point that, you know, having drew and Baron help him, and, and, you know, the visuals and the concession stands and out in the arena and stuff. It, it was great. And, and, I love Sammy in this position. But on the other side of the coin, <laughs> I would have rather them just name Sammy off the bat. He could have talked all this shit for a couple weeks about how when he wins the Money in the Bank, this, that, and the other thing. Braun is really quickly becoming the new Big Show. They're never going to do anything with him. He's no, not going to win that. a world Big title. Show's a
2: multiple-time world champion.
0: Yeah, and so he's not even going to be at that level. Right. He's he's just going to be a guy that, you know, maybe he destroys cars and stuff like that. And that's it. And it's kind of weird because when when Braun was really rising and getting that push, we all thought, like, that's the next Universal Champion.
2: The bigger question is does he get to great Kali status?
0: I, it might be. It, 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 you might see. Kali is a world champion. So. Well, well, maybe he turns into the com- Kali comedy hour, you know? Because what what is what is the point of Braun these days?
2: Braun Strowman kiss cam.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice. All right. Now there's an early favorite for the title of the episode.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> I, I forgot I'm editing. I have to write this shit down. <laughs> uh, also I was trying to figure out my I never noticed that my Skype camera is reversed um, I'm backwards looks normal to me it looks must normal just to you? Be? yeah because on, uh, on YouTube it's backwards well on my screen it's backwards
2: <clears throat> so, is so I must, they it
1: must show me backwards and show you forwards but it, it makes it look fucking weird on now
2: yeah it's backwards on the YouTube for me too but. yeah it's normal on my Skype, so.
1: Okay. Just wondering. Alright, so, um. We learned on SmackDown the name of Kairi Sane and Asuka. And it is the Bukaki Warriors. Oops, sorry, Kabuki Warriors. <laughs> uh, so this. This brought up, uh, of course, a lot of the computer jockeys saying oh it's racist because they use kabuki in the name and oh of course they just named him something japanese and blah blah blah. (laughs) so page had to come out and be like look morons these two chose the name like they were the ones who said we want to use kabuki well they wanted to use kabuki girls right and and they said no that sounds like a porno and probably is (laughs) (laughs) how how about kabuki warriors and they're like that's great and that's when the name was born.
2: And and Asuka apparently said that there's a big influence of Kabuki in her character. So yes,
1: and that's true because if you look at what a Kabuki is, it's somebody with bright colors and you know and and wears a mask and things like that, yeah, and wears she, a thong on the outside of their clothes. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. so again, like instantly, just the the reactions that we get off this kind of shit, where it's just like, oh, it's. It's WB throwing on oh, the racist... It's so fucking annoying on that shit. Oh, God. John brings up a great point on the side. He's like, I don't care about the name.
2: I just hate the mashup of their theme songs. And exactly. God, is that fucking
1: awful. You oh, my have, God. Like, you have two motherfuckers. That all they do is make music for your company. <laughs> is it wrong that I want them to come out to the horribly
2: racist Orient Express theme? <laughs> At least that would
1: be something. I mean, have them like somebody call Baby was, Metal. <laughs> everybody, have,
2: every, that was like every Japanese wrestler's theme song in the nineties. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna
0: say eighties, but yeah. Jesus,
2: definitely Oriental Express was the nineties, wasn't it?
1: Eighty
0: uh, nine, I don't remember. I might, mean, maybe they were fighting the Rockers in ninety one. But go ahead,
1: just give a call over to Baby Metal and be like, "Hey, can you do a like heavy metal version of Turning Japanese?" And they're like, "Yeah." Well, alright, sold, we got our new theme song. <laughs> or
2: just take Shinsuke's old music. Right? <clears throat> so, I'd, I'd mock out so big for that. Um, or have the group that made Shinsuke's new music make something for
1: them. Right, right. yeah, there's a lot of different things you could do. You know, I, I wasn't a huge fan when they mashed up fucking Goldust and Cody Rhodes theme songs together for that, too. I know some of the other yeah. hosts were big fans of uh of that shit but i i always think that's yeah. kind of stupid it's so lazy i mean yeah it's a cop-out it really yeah. is i mean we were yeah. i mean we were, me and and jeff watched uh um you know the second episode of heat and right there they've got kane and kane's music starts and then xbox music hits after that and it's like oh god it's so fucking lazy like do a new song you have a part you have right. two people on staff that you could just be like hey we need a new song for two asian chicks and they're like done we'll make it racist
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, they're not awful mashing up things either. Like usually, like like Sheamus and Cesaro. I think that's a decent mashup. That it's was, really just the very beginning of Cesaro's, and then it just goes into Sheamus's new theme. But
2: I think at first it was much more of a mashup than yeah. it switched.
0: Right. Before. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll iron iron this out with with Oscar and Kyrie. But uh yeah, the music is fucking awful. It doesn't go together right now. Um. The name, I'll admit. I, okay, I so I will say this:
2: if they did what, they, if they just started with Kyrie's, doo, 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 and then went right into Oscar's, yeah, that'd be fine. Absolutely. Just it, but it's the fact that they then switch back to Kyrie's, which is nowhere near the same <laughs> type of song as Oscar's. So not or, the same awkward. tempo.
0: It's not the same type right. of song. It's completely. Just juxtapositioning against right. each other.
1: Well, and the other thing too is like, okay, so if you are going to be the Bukaki warriors now, why why is Kyrie still a pirate? Because because reasons. Same reason she was a pirate to start with. I mean, like she should she should morph now more into the Kabuki kind
0: of thing, right? She might. Well, give, give a, it a she's a yachting might, enthusiast. Though. I mean I don't think she will because they're not going to give up that pirate gimmick going into WrestleMania uh, in 36 but well, then, then
1: she's
2: that's... a yachting she's a yachting enthusiast motherfucker I have driven by Boston yacht club there's not one jolly roger flag anywhere motherfucker okay <laughs> you don't need to be a fucking pirate cuz you like yachting it's not you, the you fucking know, same thing
1: you know you could change that go out buy a boat throw a jolly roger up top of it Make a one of those little uh, mastheads on the front of it make it look like Kyrie sane oh. <laughs> good to go <clears throat> my name if my name was Roger, I would definitely call my penis the jelly Roger yeah. <laughs> all right well, John does say that she didn't have the the navigation wheel this week, so maybe they are transitioning her out of being a pirate um, but I guess we'll see uh so. Sorry. You could really spread around the Bugaki with that wheel, you know. That's true. <laughs> as long as you time it right. I mean, if you spin it right as as it's coming for you, it's just gonna like like it's all over the place.
0: But let me ask you this: Do they? Do you think they go all out? Do you think they start? Do I out? think like, that they start? Like
1: all, they do, do I think that they start? Blowing loads in her faces? Probably not.
0: I no, I, I mean like with happens. the gimmick, with with the whole Kabuki warrior gimmick. Like, do they come down with kimonos? Do they get Paige involved, or is well, she just well, still well, going to well, look the exact well, same? Well, and
2: well, I mean, Asuka comes out with a variation on a kimono now.
0: Right, but I'm talking about both of them would be, you know, probably better since they're a tag team.
2: I don't know. Sheamus never came out with a tuxedo that he ripped off.
0: Okay. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Didn't he?
1: Uh, no.
0: No, they just both started wearing kilts though. Yeah.
1: Oh, I thought I thought he did the the tear off as well. For I don't believe bit. so. Alright,
2: whatever. <clears throat> um Just have, have visions of Seamus tearing off his clothes, apparently. Hey man, I mean that the dude does it for the ladies
1: apparently. Yeah, they like the translucent men. They like the translucent men. <sighs> Especially of, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of guys that women love Roman reigns is now the top star on both brands is uh, I know now temper yourself here because we're going to talk about it in the main event but Roman being the top star on both brands obviously is just the tip of an iceberg of a bigger issue but again you know we've talked about it numerous times now about them needing to make new stars and just having one guy be the fucking focal point on two shows not the way to make new stars
0: Sal so. what really pissed me off this week was that we opened both shows with pretty much the exact same segment you, you had promoted right before Raw that Roman Reigns was going to be a guest on Ms. TV okay fine I get the gimmick. Roman's coming over in the wild card, whatever. They do about a 15-minute segment, the whole fucking nine. And then on SmackDown, we literally started the show pretty much the exact same way, only Roman came out first and invited out Miz. To make matters worse, they doubled down, and now they have this 10-minute video package for Roman, Pretty much going through his entire career and his struggle with leukemia. And, and look, I get it. I know what this dude went through. But I just this timing on this is just really random. You know, he's not he's not going for a title right now. In fact, his opponent that money in the bank is Elias. What does any of this have to do with Elias?
2: Well, Elias interrupted him in both shows. Um, <sighs> Elias
1: is a cancer. Oh Jesus. <laughs>
0: I just think everybody is already assuming that you're just going to put Roman right back into the spot he was before he left. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. The guy is a top guy, but Jesus Christ. Fuck that. Could you be a little bit less blatant about it?
2: They're in the process of booing the giant fucking plate of money that was put in front of them unfortunately due to what roman had to go through they had the potential to come in tell a great story make him a legitimate sympathetic baby face and they threw that all out the window as soon as the referee's hand hit the mat for three at WrestleMania, and he beat Drew McIntyre. He's back to getting booed because he's being pushed like fucking Superman again. The story you should have told was he comes back, he's still dealing with the uh, uh, remnants of his illness, he's a step slower, he's not the same guy, he has self-doubt, he's losing matches everywhere, and then you tell the redemption story. Instead, they skipped through all that, went back to, oh, boy, well, he's just back to fucking beating everybody. See you later, folks. And now, guess what? Folks are back to doing what they were doing before the illness. Right?
0: You're absolutely right. Well, it, and why wouldn't you want to do the redemption story? It's such an easy story to tell. It is uh, apparently they just have no patience. They just they want him right back, and they're gonna do what they want, I guess. So.
1: Well, I mean, part of that is um you know they they look at him as a top star so right now they're in this big rating slump so they're going to continue to do this because they're so fucking afraid of you know chasing away the little bit of ratings that they can gain here and there but they don't realize that that's also driving ratings down is by doing that you know and like you said jason i mean i, I give them a little bit of credit for not thrusting roman right into the fucking main event scene at wrestlemania But again, put him against somebody else than than Drew McIntyre. There was no reason for that. We've kind of said everything about that. Now you're going to put him against Elias, another guy that you have just decided that you're never going to fucking utilize to any potential, where he's, he's out there, he gets TV time, but he loses everything, he doesn't go for any championships, and he's just another stepping stone before Reigns eventually, you know... The, the biggest thing that, that you'll have to look for here, other than obviously who wins the money in the bank, is if Kevin Owens wins that title. Because if Kevin Owens wins that title, Roman Reigns is coming for him next.
0: Yeah, like just, fast. Yeah. Like,
1: there was there was no way that they can put uh, Roman Reigns against Kofi Kingston. It will not work.
0: My only counter to that is that this, this whatever they're building with Shane seems like a longer program. So that would take his time Possibly until SummerSlam, because um, they keep going back and forth with him and Shane. So maybe that does keep Roman occupied for a few months. But then again, like you said, maybe he shows up on Raw and challenges Seth at this point. Like
1: Shane McMahon has been on every pay-per-view this year. Yeah, Jason. Yes. anything to say more about uh, roman reigns before we move on
2: no i mean i like i said i think this was a huge missed opportunity and i i will forever not understand the way they've chosen to book this guy this is a guy they want to be their top star and they've shot themselves in the foot of accomplishing that goal at every possible opportunity
1: yeah all right well let's talk about something that we actually
2: enjoyed we got... The only, uh, sorry, the only uh, John on the side said the only thing they're doing right with Roman is keeping him away from the title scene, and I do agree with that.
1: Right, and I, and, and I agree with that as well. But again, we'll see how long that lasts. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Bray Wyatt had uh, another episode of his Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> um, which, you know, I've talked about how, how happy I am that they... They found a use for Paige, um, and how happy I am that they've been uh, <laughs> a, that they've a- allowed Bray to can to do this very thing. And I said from the start I was balls deep in on this. I was excited for it. I was excited to see where it was going to go. Um, I said that everyone needs to give it a little time. That that he that this isn't what WWE normally does. Normally they fucking shoot their load all over the fucking Bukaki Warrior's face. But instead they're actually they're actually allowing something time to progress and build and get you get you anticipation for that moment. I know it wasn't as long as the project could have been, but three weeks of the of, of him doing vignettes is better than than him appearing in this persona the first fucking night of this. Which is something that they have done before. So Bray talked about. See, Jason is very excited that that Bray White got this chance. <laughs> um, so uh, Bray kind of explains that uh, he's got he's got a little friend with him that he's been talking to. He uh, referred to it as the darkness, uh, and then proceeded to decide it was time to let the darkness out, and we had a transformation of Bray into. Uh, a character from Twisted Metal Black, <laughs> Sweet Tooth, uh, mixed with a Juggalo, mixed with the Joker, uh, and it, it was amazing. And Crazy Steve. And Crazy Steve, yep. He was thrown in there a little bit too. Uh, so Bray has a clown mask on now, and complete with clown outfit, which I'm not sure how... Oh, like a leather duster. Like a leather, yeah. He, he definitely got the duster from sunny Philadelphia. It's yeah, uh, it from Mac. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's, got, he's got the carnival pants on um it, we'll see what happens when he actually gets in the ring if he has decided to change up his uh, wrestling or not we have said it before a lot of these times these these gimmicks get changed and people get into new gimmicks of that and then they are the exact same in the ring and we just talked about it with Nikki Cross that she you know did did nothing to change how it was we had talked about it with uh um you know, you look at somebody like Cody Rhodes, who became Stardust and wrestled completely fucking different. And that's what you want to see from guys when they do these, you know, these, these big time changes, you know. Even if it's just like little tweaks here and there. But oftentimes it just winds up being, it's the same old fucking shit, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm tempering my expectations on his actual in-ring work. Um, but Jason, let's hear what she had to say, ha- Had what she felt about the actual segment here. The,
2: the... I fucking love this. Um, I thought it was different. It was visually interesting. It was, uh, compelling. It was creepy. It had, a... by the way, did anyone else notice that it was a little bit tweaked on SmackDown from what it was on raw? They had the, on SmackDown, they had the whole twinkle, twinkle, little star part. And
0: they had that uh, on raw.
2: I didn't see it on raw. I mean, maybe I missed it. Um, it, it seemed like it was a little. There was a little bit added to it on SmackDown, but maybe I just wasn't didn't catch the whole thing on Raw. I don't know. Um, I had been so sort of thrown off by the shocking nature of the the switch because I didn't know they were going to go that sort of uh, horror inspired with it. You know, right. um, so that was a little jarring in a, in a very good way. Um, I, I agree. I agree with Troy. I think they do need to alter some of the mannerisms and how he wrestles to me the ideal scenario with this is sometimes we get bray wyatt kids host wrestling and this is an alter ego very sort of similar to finn balor and the demon but maybe the evil counterpart and rather than that whole shitty sister abigail thing we were fed maybe somewhere down the line we get the dark bray wyatt versus the demon uh in what would be awesome but i think that's sort of the the way i want to see this go is sort of a split personality character
1: yeah, you know, I I don't want to see him do the the little reverse crab walk thing because that mm. was that was old Bray Wyatt. I, I as much as I enjoy Sister Abigail's finishing move, I think he should have a brand new finishing move, um, and I think that he should he has an opportunity to be really aggressive in the ring. Um, which obviously we didn't get uh, a whole lot of uh, when he was Bray Wyatt. So that's what I want to see. I want to see a, a brand new move set from him, you know, which is something that we don't often see from from guys when they they do these kinds of gimmick changes. You know, John, you know, said it as well that Finn doesn't make the demon feel different, and we huh. discussed that in the show too, where he dresses up <clears throat> and then proceeds to wrestle the exact same way. Huh. Is so, the same entrance like?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, the like, worst thing is the commentators would Finn tell us that, oh, he's more aggressive when he's the demon. Yeah. He's not. He's no. the same fucking moveset and speed. It's right. it's and jarring how much that's a lie. I will say, as a demon, I
2: think he's a little more, um, sort of frantic.
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, like I said, I mean, there's there's moves he should he should only use when he's the demon. There's there's mm-hmm. you know certain certain things. I mean, like you know. Even so much as just like if he just throws them in the corner and just stops the fucking living hell out of them, at least it's something you know to kind of show like, oh, he is like completely off the fucking rails right now, you know, and I think that so, that Bray has an opportunity to do that. so here's one thing though I do find entertaining
2: at one point on this show, not too long ago, um, everyone was all up the ass of the production staff because they did a promo backstage where, you know, Finn was there talking, and then the smoke came in, and he turned into the demon, and he had his tongue out, which I know is offensive to a lot of people. Um, but this wasn't much different than that. It's Bray, he turns around, they've got to the creepy dolls, and then all of a sudden he's a completely different character. Um, but it worked. Like, I didn't have as big a problem with, some of you, uh, with the Finn thing as some of you guys did. In fact, I, I really had no problem with it. But I know some of you guys did, and some of you guys who did have a problem with that are now saying you love this, and I, I sort of don't know where that that difference is.
0: Oh, I, if I may, because this is going to tie into my opinion on this whole segment. Um, the night after Mania, Troy, as you said, if, if you shove this Bray Wyatt in our face with the mask, probably a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that's fucking stupid, it's just Bray, now he has a mask. You spend five weeks of TV putting out these little clues, and it's five, because the first thing we saw was the buzzard puppet come out of the box, to which, I'll be the first one to admit, I was very skeptical. What is is this now, puppet? What are we doing here? Um, And then they started the Firefly Funhouse, and and every week got more and more intriguing, and I knew this week was going to be a big deal, because he had mentioned it on Twitter, um, but I was never expecting what we got like you said for them to go that horror route and, and and done so beautifully too just the way his face changed when he was like you want to see my secret and, and you know the way the puppets interacted with him when the, the music started changing everything worked great um, and I thought they it, they took all five weeks to tell this story you can't just have him show up in the mask people wouldn't care now people are behind this because you put some thought into it. And the same thing with Finn. He just all of a sudden mid-promo was like, I'm a demon now. Well, why? We hadn't seen the demon in months. Like, can't we get, like, if, if they did a story where he was getting his ass kicked every week and he was like, I need to go, you know, deep into my subconscious and figure out what I need to do to win.
2: It was. He lost to Lashley several times prior to that
0: match. <sighs> yeah, but they didn't tell that story. Again, you know, my, I, I, they haven't
2: though, told any stories with Finn yet either, with uh, Bray yet either. Oh, he's telling the story himself.
1: Uh, again, again, my my issue with Finn was was just that it was out of the character. Top it was the tongue it was out of character for, <laughs> for the established character of the demon we have an established praise character that's what we're doing but right now what was so,
2: what was out of character he just transformed into the demon
1: that I was basically I didn't have a problem with him transforming into the demon I had a problem with him sticking his tongue out and going Bleh! that was my problem because it felt like a fucking B-movie villain and that's not what the demon was to me and that, and that, uh-huh. was, that was my sh- I had no problem with him transforming into a demon with smoke and everything like that that's fine he's, he's <laughs> it's supposed to be sort of supernatural that's fine my biggest issue was the bad acting on the fucking tongue, tongue waggle and how ridiculous it sounded. That was my issue but, with it. Everyone but how else is the an
2: tongue issue? waggle any different than the, than the sort of crazy fucking clown mask? I mean, it's because different because, levels of campy, but campy is campy. Because
0: the demon yeah, but this wasn't didn't campy feel before. Campy.
1: Bray, Bray is campy. Uh, the demon it, was campy, campy
0: dude. Before. This felt like Bray... Bray was taking you for a ride. Like, Bray believed 100% of what he was doing. And that's the other thing. It felt like Finn was like, alright, I'm doing this because they told me to fucking do it. <laughs> that being said, I have a different direction for the Bray Wyatt character as far as the in-ring goes. I actually don't want to see him in the ring. In the ring. <laughs> I don't. Not yet. Not for a while. Like that's- Kill this shit.
2: That's the mistake they made with Bray the first time was that he had the supernatural thing and they they kept having him disappear for a while and then they would randomly cut these cryptic promos on people for weeks on end and then finally he would jump somebody and they but he the part of the problem with Bray the first time around was that he wasn't around very often
0: yeah I'm well sorry. no that's the thing is I think he still needs to be on the show maybe similar to how he is now but you know and and have him target somebody I don't know who that is yet i know he's mentioned seth and roman on twitter but
1: yeah but i'm sorry you can't you can't complain that WWE focuses more on backstage and stuff like that and instead of wrestling i then say that you'd rather bray not wrestle so right you got to choose one or the other man and it's it's a wrestling show bray's got to wrestle and no know,
2: but and it May- but like I said, he should wrestle as the two different characters. Right. I particularly love the hurt and heel gloves, like mm-hmm. as, as a thing. Maybe you get him backstage and he's got hurt and heel on one side, and you never know which week is going to win over until
1: he comes yeah. out to the ring. Like yeah. there's there again, there's there's infinite possibilities of where this could go, uh, and it really depends on where Vince decides to let it go. So
0: that being said, the initial what we got um, from what we've Both, all three of us have heard, is this was all Bray's creative.
1: Uh, We're gonna talk about that. Not all Bray's creative, but a big part of it. It was also um, Matt Hardy and uh, Uh, Jeremy Borash. Yep. Yeah. So.
2: It had Borash's fingerprints all oh, over yeah, it. Yeah.
1: It was those three guys working together. This, they, they, but, but the one person that was not involved with that is the one person we're going to talk about in a little bit. But before we get into that,
0: <laughs> we're going to talk
1: about how that piece of shit decided to devalue every single fucking tag belt they have on the show. So, uh, hey, Jason. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Biodiesel are your SmackDown Tag Champions. Who, who has a chance to win those, those tag belts at Money in the Bank?
2: Um, that would be the raw tag teams of the Usos. No,
1: no, that's a non-title
2: match, sir. Oh well, that's not possible because new champions. Yeah, it's pay-per-view. Well, you know, um, and and and, which is a little weird though, because the Usos have been mocking and and publicly humiliating the revival
1: to lead to a big match at Money in the Bank. Yeah. yeah, it's it's okay though, right? Because the revival are are against the major brothers for the raw titles, right? Oh,
2: that's got to mm. be it. That's
1: why we're so we're holding mm.
2: off until they win the belts, and then right, they compete right, with the Universal right. belts. Got it?
1: Well, looking
2: forward to that match though.
1: Actually, um, uh, but, yeah. it's, it's it's not on my rundown here. Um,
2: so, hold on, let me pull up the. I'll, I'll pull up the Wikipedia. Okay, all right. Up. While
1: I'm you're sorry. there, while you're there, make sure to also check out who the Iconics are defending against too. Okay, sure. Just give me one second. Okay. Oh, the Iconics. They, they oh, had... Hold on, let's see. Carry
2: the carry the seven. Okay. okay. Um. So, well, this is weird. What? Uh, I, I I mean, according to this, the, the Major Brothers aren't even on the show. What? That's interesting. Either of the revival. Hmm. Right, hold on, the Iconics. I wait mean, a minute. They, they
0: have to be on the pre-show, though, right?
1: Women's tag. Nope. No, the Iconics aren't on there either. Wait. So well, you mean to tell me that we have the Bukaki Warriors already in room to go, and they're not booked? No. Huh. Oh. Uh Shane McMahon is wrestling on the show, though.
2: Good. Is okay. he? Okay, okay that's sure. good. That's no, good. We, got, we got Shane in there. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, Aria D'Avary's on on the card.
0: Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Major Brothers are facing uh, the Viking Raiders, right? That's no, no, it's,
2: it's the war experience. Um, uh, but no, no, they're not. No,
1: no, they're not, not there no.
0: either. No. Wow. Huh.
1: It's no. it's almost like Vince McMahon doesn't care about tag teams. Mm. Mm. How in the fuck does this happen? How, how do you manage to not get one fucking tag title match when you have three tag belts?
0: You know, but before we say because Vince, I am a little bit surprised uh that they haven't you know really? The women's tag belts? Like you just fucking introduced that shit two months ago.
2: So so remember when everybody got up Sasha's ass because she and Bailey got upset thinking that they switch it to the iconics was gonna lead to a devaluation of those
1: women's tag titles? Well, about that. Yeah, well, the ends don't justify the means on that, because you can be upset about that, but don't fucking quit, alright? Like, then what you do is you use your position in the company to try to change that. You don't just go, well, I'm done, and fucking Mm -hmm. leave.
2: Yeah, because, you know, she hasn't dealt with this a bunch of times and fought... A bunch of times over her raw women's titles and losing her title in her hometown when in the main events and never having a successful title defense i mean it's never been something she's dealt with before and you know the way she's she's handled it professionally in the past has worked out really well and it's prevented her from doing that to her again
0: um so jason you're well, trying to you're starting to tr- thread water into the main event
1: well then, well then, why the fuck do you go on Twitter then and pretend that you didn't quit? Because she didn't quit. All
2: right. Wait, now we're believing Tuner Meltzer and Ryan Satin, right? That so we pick and choose when we believe them and not. All
1: well, I'm saying it's 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 odd
2: timing. Right. But that, those are the only people that have said she she tried to quit. That's where those stories originated from. So no. I, I need a I need like a fucking graph or bar graph or something that shows me when it's okay to believe this the shit they tell and when we're gonna discount it. Cause nobody has said she's quit. Nobody said they, they still mention her on the shows at times. I still think she's taken Dana Brooks' spot in the Money in the Bank match. Still think so. Um but
1: I just like that's fine, but you but you also just said that Sasha Banks got upset and that story came from Meltzer and Saturn too.
2: No, I think she there's a different no no no. There's a difference between being upset with a creative direction and throwing a temper tantrum on the floor, which is what they reported. Huh? Lots of people in the company are upset with their booking and the way they're handled. Oh
1: yeah. That's clear.
0: Uh,
2: well <laughs> only the women are accused of topic here, throwing
1: temper tantrums on the floor. Well that's because Meltzer is a fucking misogynist.
2: But but I mean, I mean get, Satin didn't actually say it, right?
1: No, <laughs> so that's right. Right. He's, he didn't actually say He never it. said that. I typed it. Didn't actually say it.
0: Well we're getting off topic here. I mean what what the fuck did Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins do not to get booked on money in the bank? Be themselves. Uh, I mean, yeah, but they're the quintessential yes men. Like they've been doing the, it for this company for ten years. Like they're the,
1: they're the quintessential shit stains who, like, they, they, if they don't get booked, it's no big deal. And if they have a title on them or not, it doesn't fucking matter because it's them two.
0: It let the me reason. ask you a question: If Jeff doesn't get hurt, do you think the SmackDown titles may make it on the show in a title defense? Well, yeah, because it's the Hardy Boys. Then you could kind of excuse the SmackDown titles. No, you can't. Because if you just put the titles on Daniel Bryan and, and Rowan, then who are they going to defend it against?
1: The Usos, that's fine, but make it a title match. It's a non-title match. That's why the The Usos aren't on SmackDown. Why have a non-title match?
0: Just to get them on the show, I guess? To get Daniel Bryan on the show? Dude, you just said
2: Usos aren't on SmackDown. Who the fuck did they beat for the titles on SmackDown?
0: Well...
1: <laughs> it's it doesn't, wild it doesn't this time. Then have then have Brian Daniel Danielson and BioDiesel go against the fucking Zack Attack and his gay lover and have and unify the fucking belts. Because it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. There's you, you, can just, as
0: well you can just
1: throw fucking guys left and right. Having two tag team championships when you have fucking zero tag teams on one show and three or four tag teams that you decide not to use on Raw you, hit, you were able to throw guys left and right. You can't fucking throw the War Raiders over on SmackDown and have them go against Dana Bryan and Biodiesel?
2: I don't think <laughs> you want to do that yet. If you want to build Rowan and, and Bryan as champions, you don't want to throw them against the team that you have. Right. Don't put them against
1: the fucking B team. Sure. Or the Colognes.
0: <laughs> or the Heavy
1: Machinery. Hold on, hold on, hold
2: on. This, you know, this is where I'm going to take a slight objection here. As a wrestling fan who's going to be, who is putting in their money to watch this pay-per-view, sure. I would I would far rather, it's still going to be on the network that I pay for, um, I would still far rather watch Daniel Bryan and Rowan take on the Usos than take on the B team. But make it a title match. Even if it's not a title, I would rather watch the Usos in a non-title match than the B team in a title match.
0: And they gave you that. See? They gave you Daniel Bryan. He's going to be wrestling at this pay-per-view. Yay, Daniel Bryan!
1: Yeah, he's in, a ta- he's in a tag team match because of the fact that his brain is so scrambled they don't fucking trust him as a singles guy anymore. Same, reason why, the... same John... reason why Sheamus was in his tag team. Go
2: ahead. John John says the club isn't doing anything. Actually, the club would be a great matchup for Bryan and, and Rowan. They're very yeah. similar yeah. sort of meetups. Excuse me, the club is on Raw. No.
1: <laughs> oh. Wild card, bitches! I know. <laughs> All right, uh, I have I have no say in this because I don't, I, I I've lost a lot of, um, steam on this guy. But uh, Jason threw this one in here, so he wants to talk about it. Alistair Black got over it. No, I changed he, it.
2: Oh, you don't have the updated one. Yeah, he changed no, it. Sorry, change that on you. I added it. I I added. Let's get our thoughts on the wild card rule after week two.
1: Okay. My thoughts on the wild card <laughs> rule rule is it's still dumb and <laughs> needs to end you need to build stars on the show that's the whole reason they did the brand split in the first place was because that's what that's how Batista became a top fucking star because you got him out from under John Cena and put him on his own show that's how Edge became a fucking star on his own that's how JBL wound up selling some merchandise because he was on his own show like that stop putting fucking Roman Reigns and The Miz and same fucking people every week on the goddamn both shows because you're taking time away from these new guys that you could actually be building and putting into good storylines. Instead, Kevin Owens has to give us a fucking message from a rent-a-car because he didn't have enough room on the match because we had to get Seth Rollins in on fucking both shows. That's my feeling on on the fucking Wild Card Road. It sucks. Jason, okay.
2: Over and above all that, the, the element that I think people have missed... Through this point is what the wild card rule does really do, and you talked about how it affects some of the top guys. It fucking kills the mid card guys. There's just, I, I mean, forget the guys you talked about. Shinsuke has no fucking TV time now. Rusev no TV time. Fucking Bobby Roode no just does a heel turn no fucking TV time to do anything with it. Like the mid card on both shows is now fucking gone.
1: We moved, um, we moved two of the biggest two of five live stars over to the main roster and they haven't been seen because there's no room for them.
2: No, Cedric lost the first week. And that was it. That was
1: it. And Buddy Murphy hasn't been on anything. (laughs)
2: Yep. And tell me those guys would be fucking great in the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. yeah, Fuck yeah.
0: You know what makes everything worse? Because now the top stars are oversaturated and the pops are going to get less and people are going to start getting sick of them. Because who wants to see one person twice, like, back-to-back nights for 20-minute segments? I mean, they're not even just wrinkled, like, they're not just, like, starting off the show. No, they're in about four or five segments each show. <laughs>
2: Somebody I heard brought up a great point, and it was, and we're going to talk about AEW in a minute, but <laughs> AEW was on the horizon, and Vince and they all knew it. And they had an opportunity to cut the wheels out from AEW before it ever started by just booking great shows, by building exciting and building and focusing on exciting young talent. Take all the ste, take the piss out of AEW before they even announce it. And the potential was there. But instead, Shane's the top heel, Baron Corbin's main event in every show, it's and it's just the same fucked up formula that we I'm sorry I'm trying to the main event again but um, yeah i mean the,
0: you know wild card, the
2: wild card is ruining the mid card is the big takeaway for me
0: what, what uh, we when the first announced we haven't launch. gotten there yet we're we're not, not, we're no no but but just,
1: we're talking about the the wild card rule
0: i know but i'm going to tie it in
1: that's not how this works but okay go ahead <laughs>
0: When, when they said, you know, the, the the Elite guys are starting their own promotion, and we have yet to see what they're going to do, but if every show that they put out was 45 minutes of the Elite, it would be boring. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, don't put people it would just them. get sick.
2: You mean like the 25 minutes of their web series, which is the most popular, one of the most popular web series on YouTube, and is the reason that they're having these pay-per-views and launching
0: a company? I'm, I'm that- talking about weekly TV. Okay, if they that, were doing that is that, that is
2: to, okay. Sal, again, we need to we need to fucking readjust today's paradigm. YouTube is weekly television now. YouTube
1: has their own streaming
0: service too.
1: More
2: people watch watching, shit on YouTube in the course okay. of a day than watch watch it
0: on tele, broadcast television. The point of watching being the lead is because you like those guys. The point of watching AEW is not to see those guys twenty four seven and to AEW hasn't done that yet. <laughs> but Vince, what? So Wait, you find what?
2: Me, you find me the guy that's going. You know what? Fuck Cody in the box. I'm turning into AEW because I want to see Joey Janela. What do you watch dude. Everybody <laughs> tuning into AEW is doing it for Cody, the
1: Bucks, fucking Hangman, and
2: Kenny Omega. Like watch, it's the fucking elite guys. That's that's the draw. Dude, I
1: watch I watch I watch SmackDown for Kevin Owens, and I watch Raw for Seth Rollins, and used to be for Sasha Banks. Like you you watch it for the people you like.
0: Now that being said. Seth, it's a perfect example. Are you sick of seeing Seth, especially against AJ at this point in these promos that do nothing and are that's horrible?
2: Not AJ yet.
0: Talking about the program that going into Money in the Bank.
2: They had one in-ring promo together. They did backstage promos separate this week, and they had a tag team match. I like. I like. Someone. I don't get why you're saying it's yeah. oversaturated.
0: The top guys on on in the WWE. No, Seth and AJ. Because it's not doing anything. It's, what, what do it's, you want it to do? I don't know. Be compelling. If they go out and do the corny, hokey
2: face versus face, we're in a tag team. We we shit all over that. So they're doing it, two guys who are competing because they both want to be the best.
0: Well, they did do that, and then AJ forearmed him in the face. That right? Like, and, then so. they,
2: and then it was unintentionally. AJ, they went through the, it was unintentional shit, and they cut promos on each other.
1: Mike Smathers has joined us on the side in the Smathers Lounge, and he says he's tuning into AEW to see Billy Gunn run in when he gets tired of producing
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: in that pissant little company. That's right. <laughs> Um, all right. So because you because you've got a hard on for it, and you didn't feel like answering the question. AEW announced that they are WCW 2.0 because they are going to be on TNT and Bleacher Report streaming or Bleacher Report live. I think that's what they call it. Um,
2: ITV, etc.
1: Yeah, there's a couple other things, but those are the two main main ones. So they will be doing a weekly program on TNT most likely in October, but they didn't. Well, really- okay. So, so it's interesting.
2: Just to sorry, sorry I mean to cut you off there, but it is interesting in the way that was worded because they didn't say they'll be doing a weekly TV show. They said they'll be airing week, matches weekly it on TV. Matches DMA, weekly, yeah. Which is very sort of obscure to me in the way that was worded. Because mm. it's like, almost, is it going to be it, like, oh hey, here in between episodes of The Big Bang Theory, here's a special presentation of an AEW match?
1: See, and 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 I looked at it as they were just showing their house shows which don't have storylines to it and don't have, you know, obviously they're going to have announcers because they've announced they've got announcers over that. Right. But are they doing a show where they're doing, like, production stuff and doing backstage segments and building things up, stuff of like that? Or are they just like, here's here's the show from fucking Hackensack, New Jersey that we had.
2: And, and again, knowing how big they are in the production, I, I imagine they're going to be yeah going all out on this. I just thought the wording was very sort of, yeah. 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 Well, so but... Yes, go ahead. Sal's so already tired of it.
0: They also said in that press release that they were going to be presenting this in a much more uh, sport orientated fashion. So yeah, I
1: mean, that, that's hyperbole. It's they can say they can claim it however they want until we actually see it. I mean, right. WWE talks all the time that they're presenting things in a different way and stuff like that, and it's the same old shit. <laughs> so right right now, that's all talk. We'll see what happens. I mean, if they present it as like an actual like fight thing where there's no storylines, like it's a UFC thing. That to me gets boring because that's not what you're tuning into AEW for. You're tuning in for the character development. You're tuning in for the for the wrestlers and their character development and their work with each other in promos about you're tuning in to watch a wrestling show. You're not tuning in to watch a fake MMA fight, you know? So you're so,
0: saying it turns into ROH. Yeah, yeah see
1: that's that's <laughs> see, and that's my Hot sauce. issue. So and that and that's my issue because ROH technically fits into that of of we're showing wrestling matches because mm. ROH doesn't actually build anything on their programs. <laughs> they,
0: just show show the
1: they just show you the, the house shows that they do. <laughs> so so we'll see what happens with AEW. Now, obviously, I mean, they could come right out swinging and, and be like, this is the first episode of AEW. Now we're presenting a championship and things like that. Or they could turn around and begin with just like, here's the shows that we're putting on and eventually we'll get to that point once we've like built up enough and then you know equity and the stars and stuff like that who knows so, you know we won't know until october which did they say officially that they're premiering in october or was it just the they fall they said the fall the fall yeah,
0: yeah. it's the fall yeah so it could be I, september
1: you know which and you know a lot of people were saying like oh they they signed a tv deal in october well that's not what tnt is saying so i right. guess i guess we'll see when that actually happens but Either way, um, very interesting that, of course, TNT tweets out that they're back in the wrestling game. They proceed to have the AEW logo in front of Flames, which is just uh-huh. like, you are really good. <laughs> <laughs> either, either that's completely intentional or completely unintentionally funny that you're, you're doing <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, so AEW obviously has uh, their their big-time you know uh their their tv deal now we're not going to get into the uh the actual deal because there's too much speculation on uh, there's too much it's this no it's this back and forth we don't fucking know and it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what matters is they're going to be on a national cable channel which is yeah, big what matters is for the first time since
2: wcw died vince has legitimate competition with a network television deal
1: right yep yeah, so, um, you know, the other thing, too, is, did they say the, the time limit on I don't think they even, even said how long the show's going to be. No, they didn't. They didn't yeah. So, I mean...
2: That was, again, you go back to, they didn't give it a time block, they didn't say anything except matches will air, yeah. and I thought that was
1: weird. Right. So either they don't know, or they... Maybe
0: it's going to be a, to be determined, like, they'll, they'll yeah. kind of...
1: Yeah. Again, it just it, it it
2: felt very. It'll be on at two a.m. between ads for dick pills and fucking. <laughs> um,
0: hey, I'll tell you this. TNA would die for a deal with TNT.
2: Well, yeah, of course. TNA uh, had a deal with Spike that was very yeah, similar. Yeah, but Spike's yeah. not
0: TNT, man. Like this is a big uh, deal. You,
2: you are misunderstanding what Spike was at yeah. the time. Spike, Spike was no, very yeah, right, big at the time.
0: They were a big deal. I, yeah. I just think that it is a huge deal to be on such a, you know. This is a a network with a lot of history, and now people remember, people our age remember what the Monday Night Wars were like and what what Nitro brought to the table, and I think this puts AEW in a good position to start right away. Not like go head-to-head, but I mean just people are excited about this that's going to be on TNT.
2: It goes deeper even than than the Monday Night Wars. I mean, wrestling on Turner has been a thing since the Clash of the Champions, way back in the day, the NWA, before even WCW was a thing. Um, there's history there. There's history that ties Cody to T and the term. Yeah. So um, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there if you want to get through it. Um, I, I give them credit. I, I've I've been sort of a booster of, of AEW and and since the initiation the talk started, I know Troy was very skeptical this was actually going to come to fruition in any meaningful way. Um, I think we're through the looking glass now. I think this is going to be a thing. I think this is going to at some point down the road be something that vince needs to take notice of um the question is how much does that buzz translate from the people who are already fans of being the elite and this group uh to mainstream fans my other big question is and then this is the thing that i think a lot of the elite fans haven't factored in and and sort of saying oh all elite's gonna give us everything wwe doesn't now you're on network television, bitches. Now you fe- deal with those network television restrictions yep. that you don't have on your YouTube channel. That Vince has to deal with standards and practices is now up your ass. Mm-hmm. You know you're not going to have Joey Janela in a match where somebody just beats the shit out of Penelope Ford at ringside. Your right. intergender things are probably going to come to a significant halt. Um, it, it's a different ball game now. It's they're they're playing in a different league.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, you know, Sal brought up the fact that oh, we all remember you know the the Money Night Wars and TNT stuff for that. Yeah, that may be, but can you name one show that's on TNT?
2: Bones,
0: basketball.
1: Well, <laughs> Bones doesn't exist anymore. That's all they have.
0: That's no, all. Replays. They, yeah, that's Big all. Bad they, theory.
1: They they have they have basketball. They've got some we've got a couple other sports over there, and they've got replays of stuff. They don't have any of their own original content anymore. <laughs> They still have Franklin and Bash on there. No, they don't, and that's <laughs> and that's the thing is like I
2: love yeah, Mark Paul Gosling.
1: Like, of Freck course they, Byer. of course they got a, a deal with TNT. This is a great chance for TNT to try to get back into the game because they're falling way fucking behind on all the other cable networks. You know,
0: well, say, yeah, but USA has an original shows and most of them are crappy. So well, they have
1: original programming? <laughs> TNT doesn't have any original programming. <laughs> They have the uh, NBA, so and they've got all, all the shows that they purchased. That's TBS
0: didn't, didn't for a while either, and then they okay, landed so this Conan. So that's what I'm saying. It it went, what
2: I went to TNT.com, and it says TNT is now FedEx. Company's gone out of business already. Hold
0: on.
1: So that's what I'm saying, though, is that you say, oh, USA has got original shows, but they're crap. But they have original shows. They have a reason for people to go... And spend money on downloading a streaming service or to okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: Hold on. So,
1: I'm on TNT's webpage. I'm under the show section. Uh-huh.
2: We have under all shows we have the Alienist. Anybody ever heard of that show?
1: Yes, and it's uh, okay. So they they do have that show.
2: Okay, so there's the Alienist. There's Animal Kingdom, which I don't think is an original program. Uh,
1: no, uh, so Animal Kingdom uh, is A and E. A and E, I think. Is you know what? Alieness is a as well. Um, those are. Shows I'm under the that TNT are, section. Right, but those are shows that they're broadcasting on TNT as well. They're so originally broadcast. They reruns. Again, no, uh, same same deal. No I am the knight. Never heard of that.
2: <laughs> Never heard of it uh, NBA on TNT, obviously yep. heard of that. Uh, PGA Championship, I ain't watching it, but it's there. Yep. Uh, the Shatterbox. No idea. Which I think is Mickey James' nickname. Um, <laughs> you, what is U-F... U-E-F-A? Is that like soccer or some yes, shit? Yes, it's
0: probably soccer, okay.
2: yeah. Uh, let's see, TNT Original, The American Race. Looks like Charles Barkley in black and white. I don't know. Oh, there
0: uh, you go. There's a, a they, original reality they have, show. They have
1: one original reality show. Oh. No, no. T- <laughs> TNT Original, Good Behavior. See, notice how all the rest of the shows you said didn't start with TNT original. <laughs> well, no, no, TNT original, The Alienist, uh, Again, TNT original, Animal Kingdom. Just because, T- just because you're owned by the same network and and you show T- another network shows doesn't mean it's a TNT original.
2: TNT original, The Last Ship. Uh, TNT original, Snoop Dogg, The Joker's Wild. Uh, TNT original, Will.
0: Again. Uh, You can watch every episode of Modern Family and Independence Day pretty much any day on USA. And we've
2: also got non-TNT originals, Bones, Charmed, NCIS New Orleans, Supernatural, and Unforgettable. That's the list of all their programming.
1: Yeah.
0: Nowhere on here is AEW, Tuesday Night (laughs) Time. Uh... Troy brought up a good point in the host thread about uh, how is this going to work when the playoffs come around, depending on what day of the week.
2: They the have they, they have TBS, shows. they have Discovery, they have all sorts of channels they can stick shit on for a week, yeah. a week or two.
1: So, Sal, you're yes. saying, oh, you can watch Modern Friendly over that, but you know what else USA Network has? Mr. Robot, a show that's won multiple Emmys. Queen oh, I South. love Mr. Robot. The Mr. Sinner, Robot's uh, good. The Sinner, another still... show that's won multiple Emmys. Super
0: they also have, like, bird. the Chris Lees. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they still have still original stock- on
1: there. Probably. Yeah, and you know what? That fucking terrible show gets mad ratings, dude. It's
2: is it doing very Barry well. McCormick.
1: Yeah. So you just because you dislike it doesn't mean it's not a very profitable show. doesn't mean there's not a lot of fucking viewers for the show. There's not a lot of viewers for TNT right now. Now, they hope with the a deal... W aew deal oh root beer yes, I'm down. yes. Uh, that that changes obviously <laughs> and oh this they could should lead so to... get
2: them as a sponsor <laughs> right <laughs> yeah
1: but as of as of right now what you have is a network like you would say that has fans coming for other shows so you've got that cross cross promotion already you're moving to Fox where i been watching auto racing on Fox, and they throw fucking commercials. They've had WWE superstars be the pace car driver the past three fucking weeks. I mean, they're they Fox is promoting the shit out of it right now.
0: No, let yeah, let's and not that's forget not that, what TNT that has WWE right being on Fox have... also a huge fucking deal.
2: <laughs> if they have a car race in Southern California, watch out for Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio. Sick That's right.
1: I see you. Yep, and they do, by the way, but. Uh, but yeah, like, like I said, that's, that's what we're talking about here. We're very, we're very happy that, that A&W, I did it again, AEW, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I guess I'm just hungry, man. Um, that they got a TV deal, but we need to temper our expectations on it. It's a TV deal with a network that's by all accounts sort of failing right now.
0: Uh, um,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah the, you got to kind of think of it like, the biggest thing they have is basketball and that's going away in a little bit. So, Right. Uh, and then you've got USA Network which is doing very well as it continues to get like i said nominations just, different things of like that and you've got Fox which obviously got, is a powerhouse
2: the Warriors and the Raptors finals is going to be on ABC so yeah so this yep. is the last round where you're on TNT
1: yep so that right there is is where you start to go like okay well why why would why would i download the TNT app anymore after that when i just take it off of my phone you know why why do i why do i turn into TNT at this point when what if you really want
2: to watch bones
1: I can watch it on Hulu or Netflix. Is it on Netflix
2: anymore? I thought they took it off of Netflix. I don't know.
0: Well, that's the thing. If oh you yeah, no, but I think the idea is if you turn into AEW, and you see a commercial, maybe they come up with a new you know a new fall lineup. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. See... Is, that, is that that's what they're hoping for? Is that this is right. a good way for I them mean... to jumpstart? to do some more original programming. Yeah, yeah I think
0: it's all a good you,
2: deal on both ends. I, all you really need to know about TNT is that of all the NCISs, they got New Orleans. That's right. Oh. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> I mean, USA got the original. And I think the USA might have Los Angeles, too. USA still has SVU, too. I'm like, fucking... All right, you, guys, you fuckers can have New Orleans. We're good. Yeah.
1: All right. So one last thing. One last thing we will say uh, in regards to AEW before we move on to our main event. AEW. AEW. Um, root beer for all. But also, um, due to the most recent death of, death of Silver King done in Mexico, uh, AEW and MLW have decided that they are going to CPR certify every one of their referees. Yes. Yep. Um, which is uh, an, an awesome step. Um yep. If anyone has seen the video of the Silver King uh, incident, it is a bad image to see. Yeah. You've got you've got a, a veteran worker who did nothing. 50 plus. And you have a referee who did nothing. And that's an issue. And these are the guys that should know what's well, going on. It's... They should see what's going on. Clearly the ref saw what was going on. He didn't know what to do. And clearly even uh, too saw what was going on. He didn't know what to do. He continued to just try to roll over a guy who was dead weight at that point. I kicked him. Yeah, that's an issue. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, good on AEW and MLW. Uh, yeah. I think they get kind of lost in it because AEW is everyone's golden child right now. Uh, for, MLW for is a hell of a good entertaining program. Yeah. I encourage people should yeah. go check that
2: out on BN Sports or their YouTube channel. I think they put pretty much all their weekly shows on there almost right away. Right. So. So, um, obviously it's, I it's, it's an, I think they just had a MLW, just, sorry, not just to give MLW a little shout out too. I think they just had the first, uh, wrestling show or episode of a wrestling show on television that was produced by a woman. So awesome.
1: Good uh, on that. Uh, John does say that bones is on Hulu and prime video. So there you go. I can watch it this far,
2: but it's not on uh, Netflix. I was right. Well, all right. That's
1: fine. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you, could, you can watch bones on red tube too. That's stupid. true. That's... It's just just different things happen. But David Borganis yeah. is still there ironically. Weird. <laughs> um I'm pretty sure I've seen Emily Deschanel in there somewhere. Probably. For AEW, having them, you know, CPR certify their referees and I'm like They've got <laughs> they've got the money <laughs> for it. Um you know, for MLW that's that's a a budget item that they have to allocate money towards and that's right. a little bit harder for them. But the, so the fact that they are actually doing that is uh is a great image for them to portray like hey we we do care about the workers that we have here we're going to take this one more step and have it where at least the referees can can do something until the trained medical staff can get out to the ring you know uh you were laughing about something i'm assuming you have a, a something from the side
2: yeah, just to cut up on the side, John says uh, they still show Shawshank Redemption pretty regularly, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh, And then I realized that Smathers came in and said he's only tuning in to APW for the run-in of Billy Gunn, hasn't posted since, so he actually made a run-in to post about Billy yes. Gunn <laughs> doing a run-in. Yep. <laughs> uh, good on you,
1: Smadis. Uh So, okay.
0: Wait, 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 um, wait, wait. Uh, because you brought up Silver King. And, and I know Jason... You know, been around the indie scene for a good twenty years now, and I did have to ask him. I mean, I've heard some different narratives this week that the rest of the wrestling landscape is not equipped and never has been to handle an emergency situation. Is that is that true? Is there not like I know certain states have
2: um, well, very few shows have EMTs on site or anything. If that's what you're asking.
0: Now, isn't there like an athletic? If, if commission? If Jerry Lawler's
2: heart attack had happened at an indie show, he's probably dead. Yeah, um, I mean, now, I, if, I've been at a ring. I've been at a show where, um, you know, I, I've seen some pretty gnarly shit. Uh, not the least of which was somebody completely snapping their leg in half. Um, you know, they they were tended to. I know uh, D.L. Hurst recently had that happen to him at a show in new england not that long ago and he's you know received good good care uh josh briggs had a hip dislocation happen recently so these are just some of the guys i know uh the shit they've dealt with um but no i mean the promoters are usually pretty good about getting the getting the attention for uh workers that are injured the problem is in this particular case i'm not sure (sighs) I don't, know, I don't know i feel sort of gross going too deep into the silver thing right. thing um but if you go back and watch the video it's obvious something's wrong but you can look up and see where he's lifting his head and he's talking hmm. so it may have just been that and these are guys who are trained hey work through injuries go home with the match and then figure it out afterwards that's how right. guys in wrestling are often trained and if Silver King wasn't putting over that something was really wrong, if he was just saying go home, go home, go home which is what a lot of guys would do if, something, if they felt like something was wrong go home and then I'll get attended to so I think we're putting a lot on the referee and Hoovey without knowing what was actually going on there. if Silver King is telling them go home, go home, go home it looked like Hoovy went right to go right for the pinfall like that's what was going on so, I don't know
0: Oh, it is good to hear though that, like you said, most shows you have been on, that there's some type of if there needs to be medical attention, it's going to be there.
2: And, and there are a lot of guys who I've been in locker rooms with who are performers who are EMTs or have medical training, so uh, that's usually fortunate.
1: Yeah, I mean, your issue there is that it's not regulated. You know, they they don't have to do that, so it it, right. is, it is going to be the promotion, the promoter, that is going to make that decision on. Right am I going to pay a couple of guys that are CPR certified or, or EMTs or some of that to be at the show in worst case scenario? So,
2: and, and one of the, uh, just, just to throw a little bit of, of complimentary thing out there into the universe. Uh, for those of you who watched the recent impact rebellion pay-per-view, Brian cage hurt himself, uh, during a Spanish fly spot from the stage to the floor. Um, has, has sort of pretty seriously injured his back. Uh, fortunately, it sounds like it doesn't require surgery, but he had a really tough time getting through the rest of the match. Apparently, uh, and a, a guy we've sort of mocked a little bit on this show in the past, uh, the CEO I believe of Impact, Ed Nordum, actually like left the arena, personally drove Brian Cage to the hospital, and waited four hours uh, while the doctors tended to him until they knew what was going on. Uh, and that's this apparently something that's gained him a lot of respect. Um, from the rest of the locker room, so just good on Ed Norton
1: for that one.
0: Absolutely. All right.
1: So we've got some more conflicting reports from our, our from our dirt <laughs> idiots.
2: Are we are we in main event time now?
1: Yeah. Um, okay. So so Melty Dick uh, is saying that um, Triple H is frustrated with man because he's too open to ideas and uh, and and takes too much advice from the writing staff. Whereas, what? I didn't see that. You didn't see that. did not it, either.
2: It's out there. I saw. I saw that Triple H is frustrated, but it was for the exact
1: opposite. Yep. Right. So that's the other conflicting report: is that Triple H is, is saying that Vince is out of touch, not willing to listen to anything, and uh, only does his shoulder. So again, take that as it may. You know, what, but see that's the is. that's the one that jives
2: with every former writer we've ever Correct. heard that comes out so to me that's the more likely
1: scenario right. and okay. again think of the source it's Dave Meltzer who's an idiot uh, so yeah so either way the issue is is that and and we have done it ourselves we have blamed creative and we've blamed the writers um, because we didn't I mean we don't. we don't know we don't know the situation we're never going to know that That is like Paisley Park back there. Like, you're not going to fucking know what's going on behind the scenes a lot of the times. Um, So, obviously, we have heard from former wrestlers and even current wrestlers about, uh, you know, that that are with WWE, about them not having their ideas listened to. Um, I mean, known piece of shit Chris Jericho talks about all time that, oh, they turn me down for this, they turn me down for that, and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, most of his ideas were terrible, but you gotta assume that the same thing is going on, you know, for other people as well. And, um, you know, we we try to temper a little bit of our reaction to things when you hear things like, "Oh, Vince McMahon is burying the revival." No, he thinks it's great. He thinks it's hilarious. You know, things like that. So, uh, so again, we're gonna take what it is. But either way, no matter no matter what's going on backstage, we can all agree that the show is shit right now. And there's a lot of issues, and we've gone through a lot of the issues, but obviously we're going to talk about it, um, that maybe we should put a lot more blame on Vince than we've been doing and a lot less blame on creative than than what we've been doing. Um, So uh, go ahead and uh, start us
0: off, Sal. I would actually like to take this opportunity to thank Jason for being so right a week or so ago, when he gave his rant. All right, don't blow. Him. About the car? <laughs> no, but about the current state of the product, because the report that came out from Wade Keller and a uh, former writer that was on his show uh, just lists dozens of things that uh, are going on behind the scenes in the WWE, and it's almost sickening to see what level Vince will go to to control everything. Um, and and some of the things that were jarring in the report were that nobody, not Triple H, not Stephanie, not Shane, not Bruce Pritchard, nobody can change Vince's mind when he wants to do something or when he doesn't want to do something. He's gotten to the point where he's extremely stubborn and only wants to do what he wants to do, and it's it's really just making the show unwatchable. Um, And, you know... There was proof of it this week. There's uh, everything we talked about in the Perfect Ten. There's a lot of it that we shake our head and go, you know, I don't understand this direction. Well, Vince doesn't give a fuck. It's just he doesn't care if you understand it. He doesn't care if you like it. He doesn't care if you stop watching. He's got his billion dollars from Fox. He's got more billions coming from Saudi Arabia. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants. But to what end? When does it end? When does it all come crashing down for him? And I feel like it's not gonna be a big boom, it's just gonna be a slow, slow, gradual decline.
1: Jason. I
2: I don't wanna come on here and say I told you so, but I mean this is all stuff in this report that I've basically been saying for the last couple of years on this show, almost verbatim in some cases, um, it, it, it's been what's been going on. It, and if you've been in or around the business, you saw it, you know it. It's the stories are out there; they're not hard to hear. And we see constant reminders of them all the time. Um, to Sal's point, how does it change? When does it change? the the one thing i guess we have going for us in a weird kind of way is that he took this company public because now they have a board of directors and if they start getting heat from fox like hey these ratings suck um we're we're going to you know find some way to get out of this contract we're going to fight like and they you know legally there's usually loopholes for them to do something like that um, That's the type of scenario where the board gets together and says, okay, we got to remove this guy from the product. Like You can still collect your dividend checks. You can still get your stock shares, but you're not going to run the day-to-day anymore. Um, That's probably the only scenario under which anything changes, and that's a very, very unlikely scenario, but it's probably the only scenario where it changes because Vince isn't going anywhere. Vince doesn't want to retire. He wants to continue doing this, and you have a product geared towards... You know, 20 and 30 somethings being written by an 80 year old man. And his sense of what's funny, his sense of what's compelling, he's got the formula that he built the company with, except the formula hasn't changed while the world around him has. Yep. And that's the biggest problem he has. And that is what has allowed companies like AEW, or at least will allow companies like AEW, to capitalize. They are recognizing the voids in the business and the things people want that they're not getting from WWE, and they're going to—they're planning on delivering those things, filling those voids. Uh, this was all entirely preventable by Vince. He chose not to prevent it. He chose to stay the course. And I think I mentioned it in my rant last time, but this reminds me very much of pre-Monday Night Wars, Vince, yeah. where it was T.L. Hopper, and it was I Know I know How to Build Heels, and it was hokey fucking characters. Well, the fans were telling you they wanted more realistic shit. WCW gave them more realistic shit, and then Vince went, oh, so that's what you want. And then he just did it better than WCW did. You yeah,
0: know what's fucked up? You brought up the fact that they're a publicly traded company and that the board can meet and decide to remove this guy from the day-to-day operations. Yeah. They fucking booked that storyline in 2011. Yeah, huh? That's what Triple H did. He came out there and said, the board has decided you can't be in charge of day-to-day operations anymore. I,
2: yeah. I think it was still privately traded. It was a private
1: company at that point.
0: It's just that funny that they literally booked this as a storyline and it might actually come true in real life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't get too ahead of yourself there, brother.
0: No, because like I said uh, in the host thread, he, hes you got a lot of corporate stockholders that are going to look at Vince as the man. Regardless, uh, I don't think they're going to put up with it too much, but they are going to give him a lot of leeway because he is... <laughs> Wee-way! Yeah, leeway we we way. Way. Because they're gonna look at this. This guy has been the owner. He's been he's been the guy steering the ship for 30 years. Okay. Why change now? I mean, Jerry Jones is still in charge of the Cowboys. So what fate do I have that Vince won't be in charge of the WWE? No, no, no.
2: the Cowboys are a private company. He's yeah. a private owner. He
0: they're a private organization, removed. but they're they're involved with the NFL. Who's well,
2: the NFL the could sure. remove him, but there's yeah. no he he has no board of directors. Respo- resp- that are making profits off of decisions he makes. They're making profits as a league. That's a yeah. different scenario. Yeah. And We Way better be the fucking name of this episode now.
1: Yeah. Um... And, see, and see, like, you know, there, there's a reason why, like, so, like, the CEO of Coca Cola can't turn around and be like, I'm going to pay, put goat piss in every one of the cans. He'd be voted out. <clears throat> so it's very hard for someone like Vince McMahon to be like, it's my way or the We Way. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, no, this is uh, that's that's the only scenario this changes. I mean, it really is. Uh, John says if stocks fall enough, would there be a move to take control of the company from him? And yes, that's the type of scenario we're talking about. The board is not going to make a move. The board doesn't give a shit about the creative of the company. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's a bunch of millionaires who are sitting there. They want profits. And guess what? They don't want to (laughs) sell. Right. The profits are good thanks to Saudi Arabia and the new TV deals. Right. But if those corporate sponsors, if those television networks start, start making noise about being really disappointed in the ratings and not sure if they're going to re-up or not sure if they're going to see if they can find a loophole, that's when shit starts getting real. he will just turn around and blame injuries again.
0: You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> well, that, that works except... Fox Fox is sort of a different ball game for them. That's network television. That's that's a big fucking fish for them. I and mean, USA is big. Fox is bigger. That's true. And as Fox, if, if Fox starts making some real noise, that that's a big that's a big signal for them.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at how this WV stock is performing. So. The past month, okay, it is down a little bit. So in the past year, um, it has been as low as fifty dollars a share. Right now, it's at eighty-one point six five. So things are going fine. Um, yes, they took a little bit of a hit um, just recently, um, but not much, like a two dollar hit. So, uh, and in terms of like the five year history of it, uh, best it's been. In the past five years, yeah, so their the company
0: makes money hand yeah. over foot, which
1: is why Vince McMahon is not going to be removed from it because he's making the money. Now we'll see what happens with the XFL. The XFL—that's a some different
0: the- entity, though. No, no, but, no,
1: know. no, no. Allow me to finish. Vince McMahon is going to be very hands-on with the XFL. That is a potential there to move him away from the from the WWE product and have him focus on XFL. That's one way that we might be able to get him get things a little bit better is because he might have his attention focused on something else and we'll have to rely on somebody else like Triple H to cover WWE and do the day-to-day operations over there. So that's something that we could potentially see, you know, them, but in terms of them voting him out, I don't see it happening because like I said, they're doing good. The stocks are doing great. The, the ratings are a little bit down and he's got to deal with that, but they just signed these big fucking contracts, and guess what? It says in the Fox contract, you can't move it to FS1. So everyone who was saying, like, well, they could just move it up, nope. WWE is very smart deal makers on this shit. They made sure that they weren't going to be ditched off to the fucking you know company. They are going on Fox. And Fox is putting a lot of money into it right now, too. And so hmm. right now, no reason to get rid of Vince. He's making them a fucking ton of money.
0: Yeah, right now. And and uh, I think he's all set for 2019. But, yeah, the, those ratings and, and Fox themselves are really going to determine the, the fate in 2020.
1: Well, yeah, this the stock is going to hit a correction come October when that money rolls in. Uh, then after that is when you're going to have to see it because then if, if shit goes south... Over there on Fox and and on uh, on USA, after that, then yeah, potentially, but yeah, it's it's going to be a long time before some, right. before a move gets made,
0: uh, unless he kills somebody. So or dies.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: I mean I have all these fucking wrestlers dying, and then I hear Vince works until four o'clock in the morning. What? Is this guy ever sleep? He's just he's he's like a robot at this point, right? Like he died a long time ago. Probably He's just on autopilot, like just keep rebooking 1995.
1: I mean, he may be, he may be three horn swaggles in an defense suit, who knows? <laughs> um, so also uh, episode title.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, it's way at this point. Uh, so, <laughs> Smathers emailed us. <gasps> he also oh, did what? he also did jump back in over on the side there, so Sally didn't do just do a run. He's doing like a, a DX run where you keep running in different matches. Um, but Smathers said, with uh, today's announcement that Alexa Bliss isn't cleared to wrestle at Money in the Bank, WWE has an opportunity to, to change a bit of, uh, lot of things all at once. Uh, Becky beats Evans because she has no business beginning her WWE career as a champ. Nikki Cross takes Alexa's place and becomes the surprise winner of the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Becky has an absolute barn burner against Charlotte and, with Evans' interference, loses the belt to Charlotte. Nikki Cross runs in and takes the Raw title off of her, and we get an end to the Becky Two Belt shit. Lynch can move to Raw and continue those feuds with Lacey Evans. Obviously, overbooked. Yes, I think this would be a great palate cleanser for both women's divisions. So thank you, Smathers, on that. Uh, so now let's get into our predictions for Money in the Bank. Starting things off, the I'm gonna pre uh, show uh, the Cruiserweight Championship. Tony needs defends against Aria Devery. Uh Oh, Sal, I, you need to... I, can I, just before we start, can I make a motion that, henceforth
2: on this show, it's the Wii show?
1: Fair enough. Wii. Not the pre-show. <laughs> motion granted. Uh, Sal, I'm going to need you to go ahead and put in anybody's uh, picks that uh, aren't already on there. Uh, so, starting things off on the Wii show... Uh, Tony Nice defends his newly won Cruiserweight Championship against Aria Davari. Uh, Ginger and Adam have gone with Tony Nice. Uh, me and Jeff have gone with Aria Davari uh, because Tony Nice is fucking boring. Uh, Jason, who do you got? In this week, we match. Uh, I'm
2: going to go with Tony Nice. I think they just put the belt on him. I'd be a little surprised. As skeptical as I am of going and agreeing with Ginger,
0: I'm going to go with Tony Nice. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, Sal? Uh, I'm going to go with Ari Divari. I think Tony Nice as a face has been kind of a failure and actually has gotten ratings to fall in 205 Live, if that's possible.
1: I don't think they have ratings, but okay.
0: Uh. Views? <laughs> Now, can we music. play?
2: Can we play as we go through this? Can we play? How many times did Adam go against the minority? Uh, <laughs> which is odd, considering him.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. I mean, he won't hear this for a month anyway, so it doesn't That's matter. True. fact <laughs> are, you just, are you are you referring to the fact that he's picked almost the same as everybody else? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I mean, right off the bat, he he picked against Arya Tavari. I so
2: just. Yeah. And, and, and the Usos were smiling, and Rey Mysterio oh,
1: was Mexican. That, that minority. Oh, I thought you meant the minor, my of the majority of the picks that we made. No, right? no, 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 no. Okay, all right. Yes, yes. I will go ahead and uh, let you know every time that he picked somebody. Well, oh, no, there's one. We'll get there. Anyways, um, so a nice split. we on had no choice in that one. There are plenty of there are plenty of female or of uh, of white people he could have picked in that one.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about Joe and Ray. Alright, go ahead. Keep going. No,
1: I mean well, I mean, you know, small one is kinda. Eh. Uh, so uh, in the other wee show matchup, Dana Bryan and, and Biodiesel uh take on the Usos in a non title match. Uh, me, Adam, and Jeff have all gone with Daniel Bryan and, and Biodiesel. Sal, who you got? Yeah, Daniel Bryan and Biodiesel. Okay. Jason?
2: Let me go out on a limb here and say that because it's not a title match and because they pinned the Usos on television last week, I'm going to pick the Usos for the upset here. Well, of course, have them beat the champions. <clears throat> uh, I, we, I, I, th- I think it's a non title match for a reason.
1: It that way. And it's another opportunity for the champions to look like idiots by their hey, well. losing. Uh, so the U.S. championship is surprisingly on the line in Samoa Joe and his 475th match against Rey Mysterio. Uh, Jeff right now is the sole <laughs> person that, uh, um, has picked Mysterio.
2: Jeff anxiously trying to get his title of worst picker back from Ginger. Yep.
1: Samojo <laughs> uh, was chosen by Ginger, Adam, and myself. Uh, please, for the love of fucking God, stop this feud. Uh, Jason, yeah. who you got?
2: Uh, I, I
1: say Dominic turns on Ray and it's Samojo. Yeah, clearly. Clearly that's what's going to happen. <laughs> it could not be if it doesn't happen that'll be the shock (laughs) Sal (laughs) Uh, Samoa Joe are they going to say that Dominic is Eddie Guerrero's son though possibly okay I just wanted to make sure
0: or he's Joe's son because that's what Cesaro said or it could be
1: I mean he could be Orton's son that was the whole thing too uh, so then we have our Money in the Skank ladder match. Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Nikki Cross, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carm Schmella. Uh Jeff picks Naomi, which is an interesting pick. Ginger picks Bailey. Uh, Adam picks Ember in a surprise move. I chose Nikki Cross. Uh, Jason, who you got? So, process of elimination on these
2: things. Let's run through them real quick for me at least. Natalia? No. Uh, Dana Brooke, not gonna win this thing. Naomi serves no purpose to put it on her. Nikki Cross still wow. sort of sort of a face. Um, Bailey a face doesn't I, faces to me should never be money in the bank, so I'm rea- rarely gonna cross up. is
1: a face? She teamed I, up. I with think Alexa so. Bliss.
2: Right, but she was playing sort of like the girl Alexa Bliss was using. Like she was the sad girl who Alexa Bliss was taking advantage of. Right, which is right. why which is why I picked her to win. Which makes her the like... sympathetic one, which sort of makes her the face right and that's how Um, you
1: then you have alexa bliss win the championship down the line and then nikki cross turn cashes in on her and becomes an uber face but but that's the thing like (laughs) (laughs) it's another show title name
2: um the the problem is like the the very premise of money in the bank leads you to believe it should be a chicken shit heel that cashes in when the champion is at their least that and typically Mm -hmm. that's who it's been um Looking through this list, to me, the choice that makes sense is Mandy Rose. I think she's the most likely to play the chicken shit heel that runs in when someone's hurt, cashes in, maybe even uses Sonya Deville to, to that end to make that happen, to A, help her win the case in the first place, to B, help her
1: cash in. Uh, I'm going to go with Mandy Rose, and that's always my answer anyway. So, yeah, It's it's, hard. it's always hard to argue that, that logic of it's better on a heel because we've seen it. Time and time again, it's always better on a heel. It's not how they it's always. It's almost book it. always on a heel, one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, Dean Ambrose won it, John Cena won it, uh, Rob Van Dam won it. You know, there have been guys in the past that are faces that have won it, but yeah, it's never been as good as when it's on a heel. Yeah, the cashins always seem to be better. And uh, the, the women's one has always been won by a heel.
0: So far, yeah, that's true. Sal, go ahead. For everything Jason said, and because Sonya Deville is going to help her do it, yeah, it's going to be Mandy.
2: I also said that.
0: Awesome. <laughs> you know, okay. Mandy makes Mandy makes the most sense out of everybody. You look at that lineup. I really don't see them putting it on Nikki Cross. I think she was just a filler and she'll probably do crazy shit in the match, which is great. Uh-huh. The, the, Natalia's gonna win just so to prove us all wrong.
2: I mean, you also have to, when when you're picking Nikki, you also have to factor in that she wasn't planned to be in the match. So now you not only think that they're reversing course so completely that they're putting her in the match and changing who the planned winner is going to be. I just don't see that. Yep. And Mandy, to me, makes the perfect, like, she's the quintessential person to hold that briefcase because she's somebody that the fans don't think deserves it. It's a perfect way for her to get the title if they want to put the title on her because she can sort of backdoor her way into winning the title, Hey-o. similar to <laughs> similar to what Carmella did. Um, so she doesn't have to be a great wrestler; she doesn't put a great performance, but you can still put the title on her. We know Vince fucking loves
1: her. Uh, to me, it just makes all the fucking sense in the world. You don't have to. You don't have to sell it. We know it's a possibility. I just, I just, I just went a different route with it. No, I'm just saying. I'm just, we're discussing the match. I'm just so, adding my insight. The Raw Women's Championship. I don't know but, the. I don't know the fucking. Which one's going to be first? Doesn't fucking matter.
0: I, uh, Becky Oh, Williams, I do. Uh, or at least I have a prediction. You, I'm you know was, what?
1: You know which one's going to be first. Okay. Which one's going to be first? Is the Raw Women's Championship, or is this? I, I
0: believe so. Yes, because it plays into the rest of my predictions. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't make uh, as much sense as you think
1: it does, but that's fine. All right, so the Raw Women's Championship Becky Lynch uh, I think defends I'm in the game with Sal here. Go ahead. <laughs> Becky Lynch defends against Lacey Evans. Uh, oops, I forgot to change his color. Hefe, Ginger, myself, and Adam have all picked Becky Lynch. Sal, who you got? Becky Lynch. Jason? Becky Lynch. So far, all of us have said no cash-in. Do either of you think there will be a cash-in on the Raw Women's Championship match? No. Okay. Moving right along, we've got uh, Roman Reigns taking on Elias, and uh, Ginger trying to get uh, (laughs) his continued championship of worst picker has chosen Elias. Me, Jeff, and Adam have all chosen Roman Reigns. Sal, who you got?
0: I would love for it to be Elias. I would think it would be a great moment for him. It's something he could claim. Um, He could brag about it, even if Shane helped him. But it's not going to be. There's nothing that WWE has done in the past month to make me think that Elias is going to beat Roman Reigns in a match. i No, it, it's, it's Roman. Jason? Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way.
2: I think Shane is going to be the deciding factor of why Elias wins this match.
0: No, I
1: think Shane is going to come on after Roman Reigns wins, so then they're going to beat the shit out of him. But that's fine. It's, it's a prediction thing. But you're wrong, because you picked with Ginger. Uh, then a steel cage match. Uh, Shane McMahon takes on the Miz, plus he's going to be in this. so And he's probably going to be in like critical condition after this match. Uh, so, Or oh, he's going to help Elias, and then Elias is going to help him. Uh, well, I mean, it's a steel cage, so you, you can't get in. Uh, that, that's
2: never happened, though. <laughs> it's never happened.
1: Uh, me, Jeff, Ginger, and Adam have all chosen the Miz to win this match. Jason, sounds like you have a difference of opinion on that. No,
2: I actually think Roman Reigns is gonna come out to get his revenge on Shane and it's gonna keep Elias from getting involved and we Shane s- and
1: the Miz is gonna Shane uh, sorry, the Miz is gonna win this match. We always send a fantasy book better than the actual match. We we should be writers for WWE so we can be ignored.
0: Yeah, so. I was gonna say it doesn't <laughs> matter. Sal, so, your pick. I think Miz gets this win. I think he needs it to keep his uh face run you know. What are you talking mm-hmm. about?
2: He's the new Stone Cold. He just beats up everybody.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, with the steel chair, except for the... You know, that's another thing. Maybe they should stop <laughs> using chairs. It, it really lost, like, all when you point. Could,
2: when you couldn't hit the head anymore, it sort of... Yeah. That's
1: a dangerous line you're, you're treading there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no i understand why
1: they can't do
2: it right but it's it's sort of as a move it sort of loses like oh hold on i got this chair his head's right there but i gotta hit him in the stomach so then i can wrap it around his back it's sort of like
1: "Eh." just
0: just get rid of the whole chair thing at this point it's just pointless (laughs) so
1: you would have you would have rather had uh seth rollins unpredicted chair shot roman reigns when he turned on him
2: (laughs) No, we're, ta- we're saying if you can't use the chair that way, then don't use a chair at all. Find yes, another way to use, use a chair. foreign
1: object. I mean...
2: we Use a pair so- of brass knocks. Use a pair... Like, there's all sorts of foreign objects you can use that are okay to use. I'm all for the brass knocks per-
0: personally. See, I...
2: The, use the, it was, uh, the little spike that Kevin Sullivan used to hide in his trunks.
0: Use the fucking ring bell! Like, so Why does it always have to be a chair?
1: My issue is, you Bra- can cross the throat... Yeah. My issue is you can still use a steel chair and as long as they put their arms up in front of their face. It's just that they don't want it to go anywhere near the head at this point. But like you can still
2: do that. Well you could, but they don't. So if you're not going to, then don't fucking waste the spot.
1: That's right. what we're saying. I mean, it's it's the same thing with like Triple H using his sledgehammer now, and all he does is just punch you in the gut with it. It's like,
2: so, it's so you, so so you argued with us ultimately to agree with us. Thank you for pulling a Sal on that one. Uh, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Uh,
1: no, I, I don't have a problem with them using steel chairs by, by wrapping them on their backs. I don't. Um, Money in the Bank. Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. Ginger has gone with Drew McIntyre. Uh, Adam has gone with Drew McIntyre. Jeff has gone with Andrade Cien Jason, who you got?
2: See, this one to me is probably even more compelling than the women's because I can look at this and see three people I can legitimately see winning this match and carrying that briefcase. Baron Corbin, Uh, Randy Orton. Yeah, in the form of Andrade, Drew McIntyre, and Sami Zayn. Um, I think Drew's going to get to that spot. In a different way, I don't think it's going to be a cash in. Mm-hmm. Um, this I, again, I go back to who fits the chicken shit heel of stealing the title best, and to me, that's Sami Zayn. And I think there's again a reason he was maneuvered into this match at the last minute. Um, I'm gonna go Sami Zayn. All right,
1: uh, let it be known that I had Sami Zayn written down before, Jason. Sa- Sami's fine. You don't have to put his last name there, Sal. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah and my big thing was obviously you know Andrade would be a good person to, to carry but I think that uh, Andrade and Finn Balor will take each other out in this match yeah. know, and, and that will be Andrade's big feud is the IC belt yeah, uh, sense. because I think that Andrade is obviously gaining a lot of momentum and everything at like that um, especially from what we've heard in the back so but I think uh, him as an champion would be a really good thing. Yeah. So.
2: Typically in a lot of cases the money in the bank men's case has gone to the least logical guy. I give you Seamus a few years ago out of yeah, nowhere. I,
1: mean, I uh, mean that's that's why like is a wild card in this, because they might try to reward him for, you know, the fact that he lost on the opportunity for the Kobe Kingston thing. Um, I dude I it
2: wouldn't I mean it wouldn't at all shock me
1: for this to somehow end up on Randy Orton. Yeah. Just
2: Oh yeah. You know, just cause it's Randy Orton. Yep. Yeah. Well see, right now you've got uh you know Is Randy Orton ever won money in the bank? Yes. Yeah. Oh that's cashed right, he in cashed in, in Daniel on Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah. Yep. Yep, forgot about that one.
1: I mean you could you could have Randy Orton cash in take that title belt and lose it to Triple H. Yeah.
0: There
1: you um, go. Don't put it
0: past them. So? So, I would love it for it to be Sami Zayn. I don't think Sami's going to get the case. It's funny because when this match was booked, I had said this was Drew McIntyre's match to lose. Um, they haven't done anything to make me believe that they're going to put a world title on Drew in the immediate future. So, I love the whole act with Andrade and Zelina Vega. I think Andrade gets a ton of heat uh, with that case. And I think Andrade is going to. Take get that money in the bank.
1: All right. Uh, so He gets a ton of heat from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so John on the side uh, has back Tony Nice, Dan O'Brien, and, and Rowan, uh, Samoa Joe, Bailey, and cashes in, moving back into Raw. Um, wait, wait, wait. wait. Who ca- Whoa, hold on. So, who cashes in? Bailey wins and cashes in.
2: So if Bailey's cashing in on the SmackDown on, women's yeah. title. Okay. Yeah, because he's got
1: uh, he's got Becky winning against Lacey, so Becky okay. will retain the Raw route, route title. Move with that. See
2: that? To me, Bailey doesn't cash in like that unless uh, the same night as a pay-per-view when the champion's down after two matches. Unless they're doing a Bailey heel turn. I, right. I don't see that at all. Uh,
1: he's got Roman Reigns clearly wins the Miz. Um, Zayn wins. Uh, he says he's the perfect killer to carry the case. Um, At his word, they're going to put it on Corbin, which is possible. Former winner as well. Um, all right, that brings us to Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Championship. Uh, me, Hefe, Adam, and Ginger have all chosen Kofi Kingston to retain, as much as that pained me, because I would love to see Owens. I think it would Wart, propel
2: him to. Weren't you the one that said Kofi would lose the title in his first defense?
1: This isn't his first defense.
2: Well, I mean, his first pay-per-view
1: defense. Oh. Or a well, significant defense. Yeah, most likely. That sounds like something I would say.
2: <laughs> You're going against um, your own prediction.
1: It happens. I mean, it's it's just the fact that, right? Like, I, you know, I'm I'm waiting for the for the bottom to drop out on Kofi, and it hasn't happened yet. So, um, but once it does, they will be very quick to pull that
0: title. Off. Uh, so sell, what? Well yeah, dude, if the bottom drops off of him, that means the title's off of him already. <laughs>
1: yeah, ask Jinder, Jinder Mahal how that went. Uh Sal, go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying uh, like, I'm saying like the second he doesn't get as good of a reaction. Not even oh, okay. like fully I not even not saying. even full out. The second he doesn't get as good a reaction he's getting right now is when they're like, Oh, it's done. I don't think no, okay. like they have have that confidence in him at all.
0: No, I got you now. But um I it, we'll see what if it gets to that point or when it does. I, I say Kofi retains here, but no shame and Owen's beating the crap out of him for most of the match. I'll be happy to watch this match. Oh, beat up black eyes. Jason. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna
2: go with Kofi here. Okay.
1: Nobody nobody's picking Big E to return and, and turning them like we've been doing. No. Okay. I just, no. Um anybody picking for the Cash in? Oh. Nope. Okay. So? Cash Okay. Nobody else has picked the Cash for this. SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte. Uh, Adam has gone with Becky Lynch Uh, Ginger never came and fixed this I guess because he was supposed to pick somebody to to win it Uh, me and Jeff both picked Charlotte Um, Jeff chose no cash in I chose a cash in because I think Charlotte wins it Um, then um, Nikki Cross cashes in on her and then we kind of move Nikki over to Smackdown for for that That yes yes
2: I mean, I mean, they could if they wanted Nikki on SmackDown, they could just fucking put her on there. She didn't have a brand for three months.
1: Well, oh, they don't fucking care what's what going on right now. It's my predictions, dude. Uh, all right. uh Ginger. Uh, I mean, said, if you want to be Ginger, go ahead. I'm just. Uh, well, Ginger thinks that Bailey's cashing in on Charlotte. Um, everybody else so far is saying no cashing. So, Sal, who do you got in the match itself? And then, do you have a cashing?
0: Okay. So the reason I think the Raw Women's Title goes on first is because Becky beats. Uh, Lacey Evans with the DeSummer. Lacey, not happy about it, takes a revenge, costs Becky the title against Charlotte uh, so that Becky and Lacey can still continue their feud on Raw. Charlotte gets the title off of Becky, but there's no cash in. Charlotte will be on SmackDown Tuesday as the SmackDown Women's Champion. Fair enough.
2: Your pick. Uh, um, so when this originally, this whole thing originally came about, my thought process was sort of similar to Sal's uh, in that she would beat Lacey and then she would lose to Charlotte, so you get the title back over to SmackDown. And then wild card happened. And the truth <laughs> is, is that Becky's going to be on both shows anyway, so there's no urgency to take one of the titles off of her. Uh, as she can float between them like everyone else is and, by, and it sort of gives them an option to have another superstar float between shows without violating the wild card rule because she's the champion on both shows um, so to me I think Becky holds on to the two belts a little bit longer than we thought
1: I Universal Championship Seth Rollins defends against AJ Styles uh, me and Ginger have chosen Seth Rollins to retain in his first title defense on pay-per-view Uh, Jeff and Adam have chosen AJ Styles. So, who you got?
0: I'm saying Seth retains. Jason?
2: I can't see them taking the title off of Seth Rollins this quickly. Alright, any cash-ins?
0: No.
2: No. Alright. I'm actually surprised two people went to AJ Styles. I mean, it seems pretty obvious at this point you're not taking the title off of Seth this quick.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh king of not being able to pick anything and guy who randomly picks things so uh, all right. So let uh, John on the side by the way
2: says that he thinks Kofi wins he'll carry the belt until SummerSlam uh, and lose it there and he said that Bailey cashes in during the Smackdown match and pins Charlotte all right.
1: so. and that Seth wins alright let's take a look at what is going on around the independent area there Sal
0: Saturday, May 18th, Bruce City Wrestling presents Retribution from the Oaks Lodge 400 in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Ringside tickets are $20, $18 advance on BruceCityWrestling1.com. Doors open at 6.45 p.m. Bell time is at 7.30. Uh. Special meet and greet at 6 p.m. with former WB superstar Swago and ROH stars The Bouncers, Beer City Bruiser, and Brawler Malonis. $10 mission, picks, and merchandise. We'll have separate fees. Already signed, ROH stars the Bouncers versus Bruiser Nick Colucci and Brandon Blaze. Bruce City Wrestling Heritage Championship, no disqualification match. Demented Chucky Bates versus Doc McStuffins. Bruce City Wrestling World that Heavyweight that. Champion. <laughs> Brew City Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. Dysfunction versus Filth King Nick Brubaker. Card subject to change. More Fandemonium matches announced soon. I would hope not because it's this Saturday. <laughs> Visit www.brewcitywrestling1.com or follow them on Facebook, Bruce City Wrestling One, Instagram, Bruce City Wrestling, Snapchat, BCW Boss. What?
1: Hey. Uh, why is he not the Kingpin anymore? Because that was his day
2: pre Ring of Honor. And I guess Ring of Honor wanted him to have something that fit better with uh, the beer city bruiser. So gotcha. Okay. Go ahead. Well, uh, speaking of this Saturday, you can join me as I head up to Newbury port for the Atlantic pro wrestling show at the Elks lodge. Another great night of wrestling action tickets are $15 at the door. Advanced general admission tickets are $12 reserved front row seats, 20 reserved second row seats, 15 reserved front and second row seats also receive early admission. And that is important because just announced today Impact Wrestling star Ace Austin will be at it doing a pre-show meet-and-greet where you can come, new cruiserweight star in Impact. Big, big sort of good indie guy, uh, really good, really talented performer. Um, he'll be there doing a meet-and-greet prior to the show for those with pre-reserved front row and second row seating. Also, he has been added to the APW Heavyweight Championship match, making it a three-way as Dynamite Danny Miles defends the title against Bear Bronson and ace austin that is going to be a match you don't want to miss also on the show apw new england champion demon ortiz defends his title against the mass hole mike mccarthy the apw women's title will be on the line as vanity vixen takes on the debut and chris statlander apw tag team titles on the line as nightbreed takes on the number one contenders american made a loser leaves apw match we'll see mass appeal travis gillette take on the bitter king buddy romano in tag team action it is going to be the Breakfast Club making their debut against Venom. Stay tuned for updates. Card is subject to change. That is this Saturday, Newburyport, Elks, 25 Low Street, Newburyport, Massachusetts, Atlantic Pro Wrestling,
1: spring-loaded. All right. Uh, John says he's finally going to go see Endgame. Thanks for the entertainment. Thank you. Uh, don't be too too sad when Superman dies. Uh, Lucky Pro Wrestling presents... can't believe Batman killed him, though. I know, right? It was crazy. Saturday, May, uh, May 18th, at the Wendell P. Clark Memorial YMCA in Wichita, Massachusetts. Doors open for a special meet and greet with the wrestlers at 6 30 p.m., and live wrestling is at 7 30 p.m. Tickets for this event are just $15. Proceeds help fund the Clark YMCA's Building Brighter Futures annual campaign. LPW champion Vern Vicalo and Royce Bishop with Danica will take on Mr. Hughes and Kellen Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I love that,
2: how you subtly edit out that completely <laughs> untrue statement yep. prior to his name.
1: Sorry, go ahead. Uh, no problem. Uh, LPW <laughs> Women's Championship will be on the line as Adira takes on Impact Wrestling Knockout Alicia Edwards. Uh, Shay Cash takes on Ronnie Ribs. Was she not allowed to use Edwards? Is that why it's written like that? Or uh, She was just... Uh, I don't know. Okay. No, I think she, I mean Edwards. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a work name. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the deal is with that. Excuse. Isana takes on Ava Everett. Sensational Scott Levesque takes on Nico Silva and Tyler Nitro in a triple threat match. Sweatboy Christopher James will take on Dan Terry. And we'll... the newly married Dan Terry, congratulations. Oh, congrats, buddy. Uh, down to fu- all
2: five hundred followers were at his wedding. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, is
1: that why he's no longer down to fuck? Because he got married. <laughs> Hey, how do not know yeah. Uh, there'll <laughs> be a... Stand- it like it's Dan Terry Fitness, it's his program. Okay, whatever you say. Uh, Stampede Battle Royal featuring many stars of LPW, except no piece of shit Todd Sopel. He won't be there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the winner will receive a the Wichington Cup and the LPW Championship title match at LPW Fall Frenzy on Saturday night, September 21st, at the Clinton Mass Oaks Hall. Who's the LPW champion right now? Oh, that's right, Vern beck <laughs> So he's not defending on this one, is it? If
2: there's good? a title in New England, is a good, is a better than average chance Vern Vicalo holds it. Nice.
1: Is this there? Do they have any shows in between us that Vern might lose it? Or uh, I don't think so. Okay. Why don't? Why don't you just say they'll earn a title shot against Vern Vicalo. Come on, dude. Well, because Vern
2: Vicalo is defending. No, he's not defending. No, he's not. That <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay,
1: yeah, fair enough. Uh, more to be announced. Go to LuckyProWrestling.com/slash/Wichington.html.
2: Well, actually, and that the, show's
1: not until September, so there's a possibility. A, yeah, that's yeah. why I was curious. I'm like, if yeah. there's more okay. things in between, or if I mean, I don't
2: work that. for Lucky Pro. I've been to some of their shows and great group of guys over there, but um, you, know, you probably Adam would be a better source for that question. I'll get right on
1: that. That does it for the rundown for this <laughs> Thursday, the 18th. Uh, like two months from now, he's going to go, Oh, yeah, we have no shows in between there. That's right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that does it for this Thursday, May 16th, 2019. Please rate us and review us, and we will read the reviews on air. uh rate us one stars. Don't be a dick. All right, sorry. You can review us five stars. I don't like pandering.
2: Uh, I do want to think uh sure, don't be a dick and give us one star. That's
1: oh, the type oh, I thought of you were calling me a dick. Do. Sorry
2: no no i'm saying this, this type of thing. like people we off sort of assholes and sarcastic on this show i can see people going oh <laughs> they still gonna kick out of this i'm gonna fucking rate one star fair but enough. that actually hurts the show so please for the sake of helping the show five star reviews fair enough uh
1: big booty judy decided to let us know that twat magic is the greatest show ever so thank you judy appreciate that <laughs> uh you can follow us on twitter at rundown network like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email to show your dick pics via Rundown Wrestling at gmail.com. Go to Instagram.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Go to YouTube.com slash Rundown Wrestling where you can go ahead and subscribe and catch our live shows like uh, John and um, Smathers did tonight. Leave us a voicemail 617 863 6967 at 61 Rundown 7. We will play your voicemail on air no matter what it says. I do not pre screen. Uh, we are on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com to become a patron. All patrons will receive early access to shows in the Rundown feed as well as some swag and some original content. Uh, this week, you can head on over there and you can listen to Blue Fist, which me and Ginger take a look at the very first episode of Smackdown that happened 20 years ago. Uh, which we both remembered because we're old as shit. Um, coming up soon, there will be a second episode of Burning Sensation with me and Jeff. Uh, he just needs to uh, find some time in his busy schedule to edit it. Um, so it'll be going up uh, as well. Obviously, you get uh, early access to things. You can when, go, when is Wrestling with Dicks coming back? Whenever I can find time, man. I got I got Todd <laughs> Magic tomorrow. It's the greatest show on our network, so I got to record it again. Um. Check out our website, rundownwrestling.com, for information on all of our great shows, such as the Nitro Mania podcast, Hurry Up and cruise Cruiserweight, Making the Grade, NXT or Visited, Twat Magic, and WrestleMania Salvation. If you are a Patreon member, you can go listen to the Nitro Media podcast right now, as long as Adam was able to figure out whatever issue he was having and actually posted it. Um, you can also head on over there as well to vote in our hottest male WWE talent tournament.
2: You'll also be able to listen to Making the Great on the website after Troy posts it on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: uh
1: Listen to our friends, the brawler Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to Facebook.com, zwpn and the WPN.com. Uh, we shout out these guys quite a bit. They help us out, uh, out a lot as well. Obviously, you know brawler Brian Malonis, ROH star, obviously around the indies. Um, Frequent guest on this rundown network. Yep. uh, Mike Crockett, former referee, uh, vast knowledge of the wrestling world. These two guys, typically not too much talking about WWE, but you get a lot of inside uh, stories and road stories. And uh, you just get general love of wrestling for these two guys. So make sure to check those guys out because they do phenomenal work for us. They do a phenomenal podcast as well. Uh, you can check out our friend, Justin Michaels, on the show, Yes Go to YesToLearnWaltz.com and watch it on the Roku through the RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. You can follow our hosts on Twitter at JStewart0920, at troy, at sale, at RealistTommy, at Johnny Adalogue, at Ginger19876, at Hurry Up and Cruiser. Uh, Sal, is there any other ones that we should be following? At LilyLaneXXX. Okay. Make sure to check that one out. Um eventually so so ginger and jeff have dropped below johnny analog on the packing (laughs) orders. i I noticed that too i don't know who switched them around (laughs) but i but i also adam is not on there but he's never been on the show in a long time so it's fine um
0: oh yeah i shouldn't even notice that
1: uh, You can you can follow me as I'm trying my hardest to get blocked by the Bella twins and they just won't do it. So. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, shout, shout out to Nikki Bella for the nip slip this week. Ben. Yes, yes, very much
1: so. Is that going to uh, is that going to be a point of discussion on Twat Magic this week? I would assume so. I'm. Uh, I was hoping I was able to get my question into her before they did the show, but I don't think so. My question was who had the darker nips, but uh, I don't.
2: think They were very her. dark. I will say that I we've seen I them
1: before. They're. They're, they have dark nipples, both of them. Yeah. Because so, yeah. we've, see, we've seen Breeze as well. And they were different looking than Breeze. But again, I mean, one of them's got fake tits, so it's got to affect them a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah,
1: still dark nipples, but that's because they're Mexican. Sal knows about that. Uh, thanks to all of you for listening. <laughs> thanks to Jason. Thanks, Troy. And Sal. Gracias. Uh, yes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, thanks to Jason for our theme song. And thanks to Sal for his years of ferret service on the Rundown. And good luck with your AEW podcast on Anchor. Uh, next week we continue to pleasure ourselves to pictures of beautiful men well maybe not. well maybe we'll see
2: so I guess that means we will see you next Thursday
0: and we will see your ass next time bye bye Sal you're up <laughs> nice
1: Network. If you are interested in having your podcast join the Rundown Wrestling Network, please email us at rundownwrestlinggmail.com at for more information. And thank you for listening.